Welcome to a Real Horror Show. This is our fourth episode. Fifth and first episode? of the new Fifth, year. And first of the new year, 2017. Happy New Year, guys. Um, so I'm here with Connor Mac Mayhem. Hello. <laughs> Not going to stick. <laughs> it's going to stick. Helen Dowlin. Hello. And Mark Skerridan. This is never going to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ali Hara, which obviously works. But, yes. uh, Not uh, Connor's uh, name for you. No, you didn't decide to wait for that. What was oh what what was your name for me? Oh, um, dirty oh, alley or Ali, Ali gargoyle. <laughs> dirty like alleyway. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> oh Ali. What was it? I said dark alley. Connor said Ali gargoyle, <laughs> and he said no, <laughs> no, <laughs> just out right now. Um, so this cool. week we're talking about werewolf movies. Yes. And I got to say, I mean, werewolves for me, I I really love this genre partly because. I think it was my very first horror memory was seeing Thriller, like Michael Jackson's Mm. Thriller, and hiding behind the sofa with that transformation scene. That's my earliest memory of of horror films. And uh, I think I was talking to you guys, and maybe we can post it on the page, but one of my first short films was a werewolf movie. And that was partly inspired by seeing Thriller, seeing uh, An American Wife in London, and seeing another film called I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Which, oh, yeah. which, having those three films, I mean, they were they were the three first werewolf films that I saw, and so uh, that really spurred me on to, you know, when the first horror film I was going to do, I was like, let's do a werewolf movie. Can I ask you that? Okay, so like, I I love werewolves as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think most people kind of do, but I I can't quite get why because I I don't think there's as many good werewolf films as I think there should be. But I love the creature. It's like a genre that. Like Wolfman is still as famous as Frankenstein and Dracula, mm-hmm. and yet I don't know. They're actually, I'd say, some of the better ones have been in the more recent years. Oddly enough, it was like, an evolution. So for 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 this, I kind of decided to look more at the evolution of the werewolf from the Wolfman, which was I think nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one, yeah. With Lon Chaney and how I mean that was like Universal Pictures were the were the studio that brought back heart that essentially made horror movies the genre that it is. Today. Was that the first? Werewolf movie. Yep. Uh, it was it was the first mainstream yeah. theatrically released. Okay. They no they they did a werewolf one before <laughs> it, uh, but it wasn't a success. I don't think it was a particularly good film. A couple of years before <laughs> Curse of the Wolf or something. Or no, was it was it the werewolf in London? The original uh-huh. one. Okay. I'm pretty yes. sure there and it was actually before Wolfman, I'm pretty sure, but then okay. this is the one that, you know, brought it completely into the mainstream. Yeah, and so it's if if we look at that movie in comparison to the the werewolf movies that we have today, you can see like a big difference on how mm. that was that that was a love story essentially. <laughs> that was you know oh it's horrifying. Oh, this man transforms to a werewolf. It's actually a love story. So it um it is definitely the evolution. That's why there is a lot more and more recent ones that are better and scarier. Is this the original Wolfman you're talking about? Love story. Yeah, yeah. Long, trying long to cheat. Genius. Trying to cheat on that. That guy. That girl was engaged. Oh no! <laughs> forbidden, forbidden love. And, and, you, and, you, and your man—it never really bothered him. I know. You never saw quite. What was his name? Frank or something? With his beautiful dog. Like, oh, go outside, doggy. And then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to let you talk to my fiance then. Mm. Bye. I mean, it's interesting for me. It was interesting looking at the Wolfman in relation to the modern remake of the Wolfman yeah. as well, and. It kind of showed up for me because when I watched the the remake, uh, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, should we talk about the, the storyline just to give people an yeah, idea? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So let me today. I wrote some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean you're reading it on your high high definition screen in front of you <laughs> as it crinkles? <laughs> they printed it off in very light grey, so it's hard <laughs> to, to read this. But um, half opacity. Just oh, actually, before before you go on, because like I know this is I also have for Wolfman, but for Wolfman as well, I had to write down the introduction that brings on. You know, there's the little scroll of text. Oh yeah. I don't know oh, why, yeah. but I get such a kick out of these ones. But for like the Wolfman, so it starts off with. In many a distant village, there exists a legend of the werewolf or wolfman, a legend of a strange mortal man with the hair and fangs of an unearthly beast, hid his hideous hell, a dirge of death. <laughs> it's just dot, 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 and then this film starts. <laughs> what I thought was funny about it, nearly every werewolf film as well starts with somehow the O of the wolf turning into the moon or something... <laughs> Something turns into the. I think in that it's the. There's just a, a circle on a gravestone or something, and that turns yeah. into the moon. But uh, you know, it's just kind of funny to see how they did it different each time. Um, so tell us the story. So uh, now the original one or the remake? Uh, what, what, whichever. The well, the I mean, the both stories are quite similar in the sense that it it follows this character Lawrence or Larry. And um, his brother has died or gone. I mean, I'll just talk about the the 2010 one because because so uh, Lawrence is played by Benicio del Toro. He's a famous actor on the New York stage who returns to England um, to his father's estate after his brother has disappeared and is eventually found murdered. And he vows to help his brother's wife, played by Emily Blunt, find mm. the killer. What I thought now the first one is is along those lines as well, you know. But uh, what I did find about the second one is, first of all, they make the really awful error of showing the creature in the opening scene and yeah. he doesn't look very good. Yeah. Which I think like, I think that's going to be a problem for a lot of these films. Absolutely. I think the werewolves are actually what let down yeah. most werewolf I, movies. That should be like a factor that we rate each yeah. movie on and the transformations. That's what I... That's yeah, what I have a couple of movies here <laughs> where but the rating Yeah, it is the most... But you're dead, really right? Like, cause yeah. like, and am I right or wrong? Was it Rick Baker? Who did... They got some big for the Wolfman remake and then they ended up just sticking a ton of CGI on top of it. Is yeah, that... I think you're probably right. I can't remember yeah. off the top when of my head. When you say they got someone really big, do you mean someone really famous or someone really large? <laughs> <laughs> An obnoxiously large a genuine question. <laughs> no, like, it, was, it was one of the does, like, supposedly great makeup people because I remember the ah, PR sorry. at the beginning was like, this is going to be great. We've got like these guys back who've done the original ones. It was either yeah. Baker or maybe Rob Bottin. Or, or, I'm not sure, but it was one of the big guys who've done the the gore and the effects in, in, in the cinema of the last 20 years. And then everyone thinks this is going to be great. And they made the film. And I think then the studio decided that they needed to oomph it up a bit. Okay. That's actually the big problem with the film, the oomphing up. Because yeah. it's kind of like what they're trying to do with the wealth is make a Dracula. Like, you know, the way Dracula was quite operatic and over yes. the top. And even the score, which is done by Dali Elfman in this, is it's nearly identical to the to the Dracula score? The and by that I presume you mean the couple of very yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. The yeah. I found we uh, the editing on the Wolfman I thought was really distracting. Like the the it's so the flashy and jump cutty and and it was actually edited by what well Walter Murch was one of the editors Kidding which no I was surprised way. by. Wow. Yeah, it's been Walter Murch who did Apocalypse Now, the Godfather film, yeah, is one of the greatest. And I was watching this time. film going, this the editing is ruined this because I was actually for the first half of the Wolfman remake I was kind of enjoying it. It looks beautiful, like it is stunning scenery and everything. Yeah, it is. It's entertaining. Yeah, and it's got a lot of yeah. good. Actors Great like actors, I mean, you got yeah. Hugo Weaving, you got Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins yeah. But weirdly, when I saw the original, then I realized why what they done and why it didn't work as well is I think they wrote up a lot of those minor parts 
for which, those big actors. Which didn't need to be written up and actually yeah. unbalance the whole story. Like, yeah. there's no need for the detective who comes <clears throat> into the town to be a major, you know, part. But obviously, mm. to get Hugo Weaving, you need to write up that character, yeah. you know, and then it becomes, you know, a thing that's totally unnecessary. But the, the other thing I, I felt was that there were a lot of really lovely touches in the original that had an emotional quality, like the you know, there's this whole thing with the cane, the wolf with the wolf's head on it. And, you know, there's a scene at the end of the original one where he hands it to the father, knowing that he's got, like, take this with you, knowing that that will be the thing that kills him, you know? But it's quite a touching moment. And it's like they have all those elements in the remake, but none of them have any. They're just thrown in there. There's no heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they lost all the... And in the original as well, they use the kind of device of him turning into a werewolf like to drive the plot like yes. you know like he killed he kills somebody or he says he's attacked by a wolf but then his his wounds are healing and so they don't believe his story and they're following the tracks to his house but it, it i don't know the plot just is, is a lot tighter and then the only final thing to mention is you, you get a much better sense of that family in the community and the power that they have and how uh he, him coming back into the village is important in a way that in the remake is kind of lost completely, you know? Cool, yeah. And so for the the original um, Wolfman, were there any kind of big names attached to that were... That, Huge. Uh, yeah. Bella Lugosi. Bella, oh, well, Lon Chaney Jr. Bella Lugosi, yeah. Was Claude the, Rains. Was, yeah, no, it was, it, it was uh, at the time in 1941, some of the biggest names in in movies, yeah. Lugosi wanted the main role, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and he got turned down. I think there was a bit of bitterness about that. Um, sure. But he wouldn't uh, have been a good wolf man. No, he wouldn't have been at all. Uh, he was dare also... I say he's not the greatest Dracula either. He's not. No, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bella. I know you listen. He was great in Ed Wood. He was wonderful. <laughs> and Plan Nine Best from Outer Space. I, I mean, I really liked it. But in regards to what I was saying earlier, transformations. Connor sent over over the Christmas break um, a clip of <laughs> old twinkle toes, <laughs> werewolves. We don't see the transformation. We literally just see he's he's like goes into his room and he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, there's no hair, thank God. And then he's like, oh, but there'll be hair on my feet, won't there? So then all of a sudden he just takes off his socks and sure enough, there's like the hairiest feet known Ew. to man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And Nothing then, wrong with hair in your feet, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they do a bit of a dissolve. There they is, do, isn't there? Yeah, but it's, a transition. It's, it's, it's a really awkward. Like it takes so long. Yeah. Yes, to, it's like constant and just slow. And then all of a sudden he has werewolf feet, and then you don't see the rest of him, and then he just tiptoes out of his room, <laughs> and then you just see him in the forest, and he's tiptoeing around. And then uh, the next time we see him as well is when he gets his foot caught in the in the bear trap. <laughs> oh, yeah. All this foot stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's because it was probably cheaper to show, you know, at, right, at yeah. that time, and because they didn't have the effects, they didn't have the technology, yes. and uh, as well, again, this is the start of horror movies, the start yeah. of monster movies, so they didn't really have um, such a great foundation for makeup and for mm. prosthetics and how to actually transform someone into a wolf. But uh, when he gets his foot caught in the in the man trap. Or the bear trap, excuse me, and he he makes that little face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like having a little snooze. <laughs> it, it trying to do the animal like persona, maybe what well, not quite as convincing. As yeah, yeah. Uh, could have been. I mean, it is one of those questions as well: is how successful uh, at the two-footed werewolf is as compared to the four, where it's down on all fours and mm-hmm. it's more of a wolf. Because I I think one of the things. You know when they do that backward kind of... Uh, the dog leg. The dog leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ne- it just never quite looks right no. a lot of the time. 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, like I mean I think it, it doesn't look right most of the time, but I think that's the way it should be. Mm. Like if you're if you're aware of if it's half man, half wolf, mm. like it, something on all fours is just a big dog to right. me. Right? Well, when we talk about Dog soldiers. Yeah, you see, right as we're on maybe of all time. Without jumping the shark, like that, that is like for me that that that's going to be what I think a werewolf looks like. It's, yeah, yeah. But, and it, it was the first time I ever saw a werewolf looking like that. Yeah, no, me too. Like um, upright, standing upright. Like what about Bad tall. Moon though? <laughs> I still haven't watched what that. About, oh, Let's I finish Wolfman. Yeah, we'll Let's finish Wolfman. Wolfman and get on with it. Um, so kind of then like because obviously it's kind of hard. We're watching the Universal films. They're they're much older. Yeah. You know, some people watch them with kind of a a charm because it's a nostalgic type thing. Mm-hmm. Some people watch them and still think they're brilliant films. Is it one of those things where you still think, is it worth watching? For people who are who haven't gone back that far with yeah. things, like, are they going to get anything out of it? Yeah, I I think it's actually, it's it's not a bad film. Like, I do think it's a good, it's, it is a good film and it's got a really, a lot of nice moments. And... I mean, it, certainly, if you were going to compare it to the modern one, it's 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 the story. I think it's a lot better, a lot tighter. Um, is is the Wolfman? Is that Wolfman the one where when he's transforming, he's walking by the pillars, and each time he walks by a pillar, he's a little bit more transformed. No. That's a different one. Oh shit! Okay, because that was in one of the wolf um, werewolf movies I watched, yeah. and you know they did that thing. So he walks by the pillar, yeah, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. so then you can cut there and like. Uh, pan with the with the the action there, and so he's a little bit more transformed each it's time. Not a bad idea of doing it actually. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah it's really. We cool. should have a chat actually about the, the challenges of that those werewolf Transformation. transformations and like what should yeah. you show or shouldn't you? But it's just on the wolf, and the only thing I thought well, it was kind of interesting. I don't know if I completely buy it, but I I, I read someone's interpretation of Wolfman because that came out in 1941, mm-hmm. and there was the implication that because like he's a good guy who uh, gets bitten and taken over. Well, it's a curse, actually, isn't it? Or was it curse? Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's a curse. There's kind of there's a plot device as well in it where, uh, you know, he goes to get his fortune read yes. with the gypsies, and she, and she sees the pentagram in his hand. Yeah, it? exactly. And whoever he sees that on is going to be who he but kills. But this next. is where the the reading of it came from that it was actually because this was obviously the rise of fascism in Europe at the time, and the whole Wolfman being a good man who was turned into a monster. Um, by a belief system and then anyone he sees the pentagram which is quite like the Star of David yeah, is the yeah. next person that this monster is going to destroy okay. and throughout the film he kills all the people with the pentagrams on them right, um, right. so it was, you know it's an interesting one I kind of looked it up and, and to me they started using the Star of David on, on Jews in kind of around 1939 but it didn't really come into play until 1941 1942 mm. so unless they responded to that very quickly I'm not sure whether that's just a convenient reading right, but it's an right. interesting idea yeah, you know yeah, yeah, totally. and, as well even on the history of like the werewolf myth as well I was reading up on it a little bit and they were talking about uh, online they were talking about how you know years ago when people lived um near wooded areas and forests they literally lived in fear of wolf attacks like on a regular Mm. basis and wolves were like big strong vicious creatures you know yeah yeah and that gave way to a lot of um folklore urban legends and myths and there's this great story i think it's in germany about this um wolf that kept coming down to the town and murdering you know women children uh, men until a group of people set out to hunt it and they hunted it and they shot it and stabbed it and they beat it and then um when they went to its body it was actually a man and it turned out that this man was this local um like uh he was like a priest in their town who had been like messing with the dark arts right and he'd been like uh, shape-shifting and taking on the form of werewolves you know right so that's kind of where it started with um the mythology of it you know and it's, okay. it's interesting to see how it's um evolved into mm. you know, yeah, cinema yeah, yeah. as well and i think it's interesting as well in some of the in some of the films 
deciphering the different like mythology behind it like um the full moon for example mm. i don't remember the full moon being in the wolfman at all um the silver yes they mentioned when the moon is bright but yeah that it that didn't become a definite thing until yeah. later on but the first wolfman brought in a like well some people think it brought in the silver which it didn't i think that there was a book in the well, 19th sil- century sil- that had that yeah, book the, apparently the wolfman's the first one where it's transmitted by a bite that, mm. that 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 didn't exist in the mythology of the original ones because original wolfman in, in normal folklore was you could just kill it with anything like it was okay. just a person it was it was a wild man yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a wild man like a wildling sorry <laughs> <laughs> one of the things i found i mean i'll just mention this because it does come up later <laughs> in other films there's something really silly when in the in the modern remake of the wolfman when you get two werewolves fighting each other right yeah, yeah. wolf had the same there problem there should wolf only the be problem. one <laughs> yeah well no except in dog soldiers when there there's a pack but they yeah. don't fight against each other because it takes you away like you want to see a werewolf fighting you they, you want to see a werewolf fighting a human and if they're fighting each other then you're like oh yes one of them's going to it's die it's trying to replicate the animal like moves though as well isn't it or yeah. something trying where they have like it's like the superhuman jumps and yeah you yeah, know yeah because uh, like, like really to me th- it's just it always sort of lets me in the film when you have two werewolves start fighting each other but you know yeah. what i kept seeing in all of these movies was a werewolf fighting a dog <laughs> 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 like, certainly just... one of the ones you recommended that <laughs> yeah. i watched this morning oh, Darling, oh, we're gonna oh, talk yes. about that soon. <laughs> yeah. um but it's so it seems like something that they were constantly trying to chase mm. was this idea of like you know it's like man versus beast but this is like yeah. half beast versus beast the, yeah it's 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 kind of interesting the last point just on the wolfman the original one because it is kind of a lot of the later werewolf films it's a lot more obvious what they're trying to draw from like a lot of the storylines tend to be uh, a guy who's a bit of a pushover and he needs to find the it's animal your inner within. Man, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, it's yeah, unleashing yeah. the... Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But it's not as clear in the original Wolfman what, you know... Well, there's kind of this... There, there's that almost... Um, the historic behind the family, you know, like if if you listen to Claude Rains talk about it and he's like, oh no, that was, that was, you know, that's just a myth in our family. Like 50 years ago, someone was like attacked by a wolf or was a wolfman. It's just like legend. So... Yeah, because it's is there... like he was destined for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. There's definitely a sense that that family is cursed. Mm, yes, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and there's also um. So when I was a kid, my dad used to like, like scare the absolute hell out of me. My uncle was apparently a werewolf, and he grew wolfbane. Has anyone heard of wolfbane? Do you ever? Well, hear I of see it in all the films, movies. right? <laughs> right. So I've never seen wolfbane, but I'd actually like to see. My dad used to tell me that if I uh, either got caught in the basement <laughs> my <laughs> uncle would attack me because that's where he would uh he'd be chained up um oh, for the for the full moon uh, it's just a joke but uh, <laughs> i love my uncle but um um or wolfbane like i would like to actually see a movie with uh it's it, the one wolfbane. The, what's the, the beast must die beast must die is there is it? well i wanted to know was that actually wolfbane because there's a plant in there it's kind of a purple one but like judging by the film i'm not sure i trusted <laughs> any of it reliably sourced um but uh yeah see, like, is that the thing in ginger snaps too especially yes. that she's using oh, yeah. To, yeah to suppress it yeah yeah. In, yeah in the beast must die and uh, there's a line where the scientist says let's well, talk about it come on Connor, you want to talk about it Get okay in. well well this is this is one this is a line from uh the beast must die i'll explain what the movie's about in a little bit but in the film, everyone talks like this for some reason. <laughs> and uh, speaking of wolfbane, uh, someone says, while in Poland, they may rely on wolfbane and garlic flung about the house. I prefer to rely on science. <laughs> right? So that's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. It's uh, it's set in England, I think, because yes. everyone talks Clearly. like that. It, it, it's, an amic- it's an amicus film. So like, yeah. oh, no way. Okay. Hammer 
not so good though i've i've got quite a fondness yeah. for i have a big fondness yeah. of Amicus. it's we can a talk very silly film uh, but i absolutely not recommend ones. everyone to watch it um because well so basically yeah it's set in england it's in this big old uh, mansion and there's this guy he's like a, an eccentric billionaire and he hunts everything okay there's even a line about him. his name is tom and uh someone says about him tom hunts everything if it exists, he's shot it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so um, he uh, he invites a bunch of people who he has met over his life to his house for some reason for uh, the weekend um, uh, over of a full moon, where he believes that one person at this table is a werewolf. So it's like a murder mystery kind of thing with Doesn't a werewolf. Doesn't have to start as well, invite the yes. audience. It's yes. interactive. Yeah. It's 1974 and it's an interactive uh, adventure uh, mystery movie. So it's like, um, one of the people in this film is a werewolf. <laughs> Sp- follow the clues and see if you can find out. <laughs> Towards the end, we'll pause the film and you'll get to decide. And then and they do pause. They pause the film. For 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. Oh, and they show, they show like a shot of each person's face from throughout the film. It's like, is it this person? Do you know who it is? Yeah. Could it be? Okay, don't, don't, don't tell me who it is. Brilliant. I'm, I'm, it's I'm no, it's not Because it says, it, like, have you yeah, put all together all the clues and figured this out? There are there no, no fucking clues. clues. Like, there's nothing there are that no makes clues. any there's, sense. There, it's one of these things where... Um, uh, there, there actually is one clue, and I managed to guess who the werewolf was because of a kind of a, a throwaway kind of scene at the start. But everything else, it it really tries to misdirect you. Um, Peter Cushing is in it, and so is the Peter. Li- for anyone who doesn't know, that so that you will have seen him recently in his best performance in Rogue One, <laughs> a Star Wars story, as a slightly odd looking CGI creation. I, heard. <laughs> I still haven't seen Rogue One. I mean, Peter Cushing's. I'm and sorry. he's also, or who else is in it? Is Blofeld. the um, the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, who, uh, uh, and it was also Richard Blofeld. O'Brien. The, the, no. no, the narrator, the the guy. Oh, oh um, Charles, Charles Gray. Gray. Yes, yeah. that that's the guy exactly. So they are guests at the table as well and Dumbledore um, Richard Harris no Michael Gambon yeah okay yeah. right yeah um, see I, I recognise a lot of these people but I didn't uh, know what they were from um, so yeah so as a werewolf movie it's it's quite a mystery you know you're trying to figure out for the whole movie who is the werewolf going to be and where the fuck is the werewolf as well because you don't see a werewolf in the entire film, but you don't see what is supposed to be a werewolf until 49 minutes into the film. And the mm. film's only an hour and 20 minutes long. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But the, but the mystery, the plot does kind of keep you going. You do kind of watch it going, oh, I just want to know like who it is by the end because I haven't figured it out myself, right? But um, the most disappointing thing of the film is when you see glimpses. Now, you never see a full-on shot of this wolf that they have. <gasps> They're running through the woods, don't you? There's a yeah, cr- yeah, but it's 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 shot in in kind of shadows, and yeah. they're really trying to pull the wool over your eyes with this one. Like you know, it's it's really like I'd rather a guy with a bit of hair sticking out the cuffs of his shirts <laughs> and a werewolf mask running around in jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> than what they got, which is basically they got like an Alsatian dog and put like a, a mane of fur around <laughs> his neck, and he's a big dog. I'll give him that. Like, but when he's attacking people, it just looks like a big dog jumping it, up on people. He looks like quite a happy big dog. <laughs> that, was in, that was in Hammer Horror's Hound of the Baskervilles, where they oh. got the they had like a, a like a big dog in Alsatian, and they tied a 
like a, a mask, I get a, yes. a werewolf face mask onto this dog. Um, but that was that was actually a device within the within the movie. Like exactly. Yeah, no, it was. When they find when they find, oh, it, they find the yeah. dead hound, they take this mask off and they're like, oh, it's I, just a dog. I just imagine one of those, you know, those real cheap Halloween masks with the like white string and the. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. imagine that on a dog and they're like, oh my god, that's not his face at all. But like, there's just some really stupid stuff in it. Like, there's this thing where this helicopter pilot. Uh, wrestling with the dog on the grass and our, Tom the hero guy is trying to shoot the dog and he shoots the helicopter <laughs> right, and it explodes <laughs> like, and he goes full explodes. it's like first blood part two he, yeah. he like he takes out a machine gun and blows the shit out of a greenhouse and then thing but like it's just a shot of like uh, our, the main actor in this interesting enough for Namica's film is a, a black actor I can't remember quite what his name was but he was hired because black exploitation was quite big at the time yes. mm-hmm. so Amicus were trying to tack into that a little bit and mm-hmm. also by casting a, a black actress in it but dubbing her with an English person yes. an English person which is nice and uncomfortable but uh yeah. And, and 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 the film actually starts with this uh with this black man being hunted by all these rich white guys and you're going what is this movie? yeah you know yeah. what is this but it it turns out like it's a five minute scene it turns out that he's testing out this like elaborate kind of uh, course that he has designed himself you know? you're still talking about the same movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's it's, the it's weird die. yeah like so the opening is an interesting one because it starts with him like just in a kind of a black suit racing through the thing and these mm-hmm. hunters coming after him and you can see he's been monitored by security cameras yeah. and everything. You're not quite sure what's going on. And each, every now and then, one of the hunters seems to catch him and point the gun at him. And like, you know, they could pull the trigger then, but they don't. And he gets up and runs again and they keep hunting him. It's very odd. But you kind of presume this is going to play a major factor later on in the story. Yeah. Not really. Not really. And oddly, yeah. <laughs> like he can record everything, including people walking around outside and hear their conversations. But when he randomly gets attacked once or twice by the werewolf, there's no footage of it. <laughs> yeah. And no one knows. It's just... <laughs> but is, is the curse carried on? It, if it, the... if so you bite, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 the, thing, the thing I found with this film was that if it had have had... Like, I mean, yeah, it's camp and it's cheesy and it's unintentionally funny a lot of the time, you know? Mm. But you get a bit of a laugh out of watching it. But I found that the story did kind of keep me going as to wondering who it was. And then when you do find out who it was, there's there's kind of a further twist to it. So it kind of got me thinking that this film, unlike The Wolfman, would actually make a really good remake. Right. You know what I mean? I think I think you could do a good modern day remake. That, you know, a bunch of people go to a mansion and it's like they've got this high tech security and there's yeah. a werewolf on the loose. That actually looks like a fucking werewolf. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. No, you're right, actually. You could. There's definitely all the ideas are there because yeah. the security and everything, there's, there's nice ideas. Because the problem for me is most of the film is actually them kind of sitting around a dinner table, mm-hmm. all kind of going, well, it can't be me. And like if they and hand they another silver fucking candlestick to each other, <laughs> yeah. they do this about three times. Yeah. Like, well, clearly I've held the silver candlestick, so it can't be me. And they, you know, you're just kind of going, oh, and they, they all hold it at one point. And so, you know, and I know that's a bit of a misdirection. But then there's a part where just... at the end where they, he gets them to put a silver bullet in their mouth mm-hmm. and, and everyone does it. And then he hands it to a person and it cuts away and then it cuts back and they're just covered in hair. And you're like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. Actually, I noted down um, for they're, when they're trying to figure out who it is. So you got Peter Cushing basically kind of explains the science yeah. of, of how it could work and why the wolf's bane and the silver. Yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a great bit where he's in a security room looking down on the people trying, and they're, they're, they're monitoring one of the guys in his bedroom when he takes off his shirt. <laughs> and uh, the security guy, where I have it written here exactly because it's just, it's fucking priceless. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. The security man goes, a great many men have hair on their chest. <laughs> the main guy goes, yeah. And on the back of their hands too. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, 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 that doesn't. That's not that crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, like, uh, I I know what you're saying about the Alsatian because uh, the German Shepherd like doesn't work. But then, like, we're gonna get onto Wolfen later on. Mm. I think 
having well i suppose they're actually real wolves and not a dog but for me that worked a lot better than a lot of the cheap done up special effects right. in the werewolves yeah. like yeah. there are werewolf films that we'll probably talk about today that i quite like the idea the story everything and then when you see the thing and you just kind of go nah yeah, yeah. Like, well well yeah. That, that's the thing even like of having the real wolf um as opposed to a, a, a man like wolf like uh true blood if any i don't know if any of you guys oh, watch it. i wow. try getting into yeah. that and i really want to uh it's great yeah, but, but I, there the first couple was pretty sleazy. Yeah, it, absolutely. Right. It's 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 like yeah. you know the the most kind of like the if 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 you think HBO shows can be like overly gratuitous, this is like the ultimate of that. You know, Anna but like the thing about HBO is you kind of have these different like uh, factions of you know you have your vampires, you have your it's the Twilight um, type. Not necessarily. It's, it's not rainy. Twilight it's it's much shite. it's much grittier. And I'll have a word to say about that in a moment. It's much it's much grittier than Twilight for sure, right? Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. there's it's there's always 18s, Like there's no. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's very gory and brutal and that. But you have your vampires. You've got your shapeshifters, which is an interesting one. Yep. And then you have your werewolves, and they all kind of are in their own and kind of packs. And, and witches and you all you have other everything. things. True Blood covers everything. But in in the werewolves in True Blood, they're like they're they're these people, and they kind of have like in their human form, they have their werewolf like qualities you know what i mean like so they would be kind of big and strong and um kind of like territorial like in their attitudes like you know the way they they approach things and then when they transform they transform into just these like cool looking wolves that, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. the type of wolves in like yeah. game of thrones or something you know yeah. those type of uh, dire wolves um so and i'm sure in that show they probably just use cgi or something like that or maybe they got some sort of wolves and made them look cooler with uh, cgi but um that works. Yeah, you know, yeah that yeah. works. Yeah, Getting does. a fucking dog and putting a piece of fake hair on it does yeah. not work. Like, it's like with, it's in an Alien 3 when they put the, the alien outfit on a little dog. It's in the extended version <laughs> of Alien 3. But like, because they were trying to not have to go to the CGI, which I know a lot of people don't like in Alien 3. But like, yeah. it, it when you see the shot, it, it's basically a, a, a mm. dog wandering across the thing with an I alien. Think, I think from, from the movies that I saw, werewolves are definitely better when they, when they are... Um, they're they're not CG when you when you don't rely on effects like even yeah. even if we go into like territories of like Harry Potter and the werewolves and Harry Potter the Prisoner of Azkaban my favorite book worst film because of the werewolf oh best really? film but uh, no the werewolf is ridiculous oh no the werewolf oh, isn't good I, I but the film is it's god awful it's just awful and then um even even Buffy the vampire said actually no well that's that's all I thought that's, this, the, in, Buffy, in Buffy I thought the stories of the um werewolves were good that you had Oz and he was like you know struggling with this thing privately but then it was coming out around his friends and he was locking himself up you know and it ran in his family and all this sort of thing he struggled but then when you saw the actual wolf itself it was like a guy in a big gorilla suit you know? <laughs> it like, was yeah and it he was did, he did do you remember when they locked him in the cage and he's like yeah hanging yeah. around like, but it, but you still bought it you know what i mean you still watched it and, like because that was a really high quality show like yeah. you know it was really well produced like and the, the, the stories show. were great like so yeah. even though you're going oh he kind of looks like a dude in a, a costume yeah still but better, I still than think it works better than a dog better than a dog than a um than a werewolf that's literally computer generated. Yeah, like yeah. Even, they've never even gotten that right. Th there was that red. It's really hard to say. Red Riding, Red Riding Hood. Oh, that oh, was your one by Catherine, yeah. um, the one who did the first Twilight director, Catherine Harder. Oh, really? Wasn't it? Yeah, the, oh, the okay. recent one. Like, you know, yeah, years ago. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As well, that was actually it was, it was quite, it was quite interesting. Fine, yeah. I quite liked it. But again, the werewolf, or the werewolf, because it is a werewolf, it is, yeah. is that. Mm, you know, it's 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 why I prefer older and and obviously dog soldiers because they relied more on makeup and an in camera effects and it was more realistic. I feel. Mm. Um, you know what had a brilliant werewolf? I thought well, not brilliant. You know what had a great werewolf that was um, costume 
but um, or maybe it was a puppet, um, but looked real and had lots of uh, lots of great gore. Was um, the film Bad Moon? Did anyone watch Bad I, Moon? I wanted no. to, but I didn't get around it's, to. It's it's a ba- it's it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really bad movie. But they got the werewolf bits right. I thought okay. you know, oh, and awesome. the werewolf was kind of tearing people apart, and there was lots of good gore. Um, but Jesus, man, that was a bad script. And I thought I I didn't know what like Mariel Hemingway is in it. Um, and uh, she's really bad in it. And the guy who plays her brother in it is really bad. And the kid is really bad. And the werewolf fights a dog at the end. <laughs> you have this, you like attraction. <laughs> but every now and again, you see these cool shots of the werewolf. And yeah, you know, he's kind of got stuff coming out of his mouth. And he's got big, sharp teeth. And he's he looks like a man. Is he a man with two legs? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he's on his hind legs. Yeah. Um, and they shoot it right like... <laughs> they shoot it the right way, I think, you know. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't make up for the, the plot of the film. It's just like... But that's, yeah, like even without getting onto the other movies, banging. but what about, because as a general thing with these werewolf ones, I think part of the, the reason these films get so stuck is on that trying to introduce this world. Because like, so many of them rely on that nature of someone gets bitten or scratched and you have to spend a certain amount of the film of the person not knowing what's happening to them. But it's like we live in a world in the same way in a zombie film, we don't want to spend half the film before someone figures out, shoot them in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you kind of want to get to yeah. it, which Dog Soldiers does wonderfully. Um, but like, you know, and you're looking for those ones that, well, you know, because not against American Werewolf actually, but it just, a lot of these other ones are, are I think are bogged down by... Yeah, but what I loved about, yeah. but, I, but I did love about uh, American Werewolf in London is how it still puts the film in the context of other werewolf films. Like mm, in yes. that conversation in the pub at the start, it's like, you know, that's the market of Wolfman. It's, yeah. you know, they actually reference the Wolfman from yeah. 1941. Let's do Werewolf. Mm. I love it. Go on. American Werewolf in London. I this is your favorite? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think, yeah, definitely. Even after rewatching them all, it was even better than I it's thought amazing. it would be. And even the transformation, was, it really yeah. stands the, the test of time. Amazing. Nothing just, has come close to it. Can I just say one thing about, about this movie? Although I love it, and it is one of my favorite werewolf movies, Jack is, is my favorite. The, the rotting corpse more so than the werewolf. I love the, I love, <laughs> I love the, Jack. I love, I love, the Jack. I love the dream where the the Nazi the monsters Wolfman. break in and <laughs> shoot the place up. Yeah, I'm just I think that the is double, just the and double it even got, it's even got me again. Like and, yeah. and, and I mean I've seen that film a million yeah. times when she goes to the curtain and the guy yeah. comes again. Like, my favorite I saw that um the, my favorite screening of American Werewolf was. They they did an anniversary of it in Brightfest, mm. oh, cool. but John Landis was there yeah. and he was sitting in front of me and he was talking through the whole film. So yeah. it was like a live commentary, but I really wanted to just lean over like, and go, was it annoying sorry, talking? could you uh, <laughs> keep it down there, please? And could you hear what he was saying? Like, was he like... Just, he was more just laughing. I I couldn't to- exactly oh, hear what this. he was look saying. Look what I did here. Oh, yeah. I'm so good. Oh. <laughs> It's not, like, there's not even much of a synopsis to give on American Werewolf in London read though is it it's like it's two American guys are hitchhiking around Europe they get to England they go to a, a dodgy pub the Slaughtered Lamb yeah. I believe yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and we've all had that experience where you go into a pub and everyone and Rick Mail looks over at you did you notice Rick Mail's one of the guys <laughs> in the bar oh really yeah. Yeah. no 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 um, but yeah and so it's just it was the steer clear of the moors and beware of the moon and so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah basically he gets bit his friend gets killed and the atmosphere that film creates, though, with the, the moors and... I yeah. love the moors. I, I love I mean, the howl as well. Yeah. Yeah. The wolf, like, for me, that is the sound of a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the other thing that film does really well is, again, it's one of the great uh, horror comedies. Absolutely. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the things I noticed is it 
it what it does brilliantly is it it separates often the horror scenes and the comedy scenes so you can have a, a classic really scary horror movie and then come straight into a, a you know a really funny comedy scene and yeah the comedy I, isn't making fun of the horror yeah. they're two separate yeah. things it's a horror film with comedy in yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, no, it's great. The only thing, like, you know, because I do, the transformation we'll talk about in a moment, like, is undoubtedly the best of all these yeah, films. And yeah. I don't know if it actually will ever be beaten. And it's proof that CGI is not the answer to, to yeah. everything. Yeah. But the no. fucking four-legged, big, lumpy thing at the mm. end, I don't like the wolf when we see it. I I find that... I, rem- I remember being disappointed with the ending of it, you know? like on, it's when very I abrupt, the it. ending and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I was kind of like... Because I, I, I almost lo- love the build-up of that film mm. more than anything else. You know, in all these other movies, I'm like, oh, God, give us some werewolves. Get to the werewolf bit. Yeah, but in yeah. that, I just love, like you're saying, about creating the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, the stuff on the moors, the dr- the weird, creepy dream, and then the transformation itself is almost like the climax of the film for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, the, the that werewolf doesn't necessarily stand out to me as... Yeah, I mean the other thing I loved at the, I mean Jenny Ogather as the the nurse yes. character, yeah. that dynamic between the two of them mm-hmm. is brilliant. Like it's yeah. again, it was it, it's one of the things that's often missing from some of those other. And actually coming to the Jack Nicholson Wolfman, and mm. if you look at the chemistry between Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer as compared you to say nothing bad about Michelle Pfeiffer no I mean like great movie but I just I don't, don't buy that no, relationship yeah. in yeah. a way yeah. that this one I thought was really uh it was something really sweet and but kind of there is chemistry between them like because she but she's confident and cute in her own way so she's sure of herself she's not mm. just kind of like I don't know what, like what's the word for it she, she certainly isn't just like looking up to him. David isn't just this amazing thing. Like she's well able to handle herself. In fact, yeah, she pushes yeah, yeah. him around a bit, you know, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, to, yeah. to actually see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just had a revelation actually when, when we were talking about this and, and werewolf movies are better when they're set in England. I, do you know what? I, <laughs> I actually, no, I have to say, I noticed this from watching the films. It nearly feels like whenever I watched a werewolf film and it was set in England, it felt like I was back home again. Do you right? know what I mean? And I, that could come from seeing American werewolf that was the first kind of werewolf film I remember. But I mean, I watched another one. Uh, it was made last year called Howl. Yeah. And it was set in England. Yeah. And it feels like the home of the werewolves. Yeah. It feels oh. right. Yeah. Like, so that's why American Werewolf is the best one, because you have the style of the American filmmaking in, in London. And like, so one of my other favorite uh, second, well, uh, eh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to judge it, but Curse of the Werewolf, Oliver Reed, uh, 1961, yeah. England. And then obviously Dog Soldiers, which I'm so excited to talk about. <laughs> In, yeah, we'll get well, into that. Well, technically Scotland, but you know, whatever. yeah, not England. Let's be clear. Some whatever. people, some people would argue <laughs> they voted that no. It is no <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was part of the actual referendum. They were like, <laughs> "Dog soldiers, yay or nay?" And they're yeah, like, yeah, "No, yeah. it's England." You can what? keep your werewolves. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah. Divided the nation, literally. Um, but but yeah. sorry, that was just a revelation. Just when you guys, my cogs were like <laughs> turning, I was like. Wow. Yeah. I think it's the moors and that sort of wilderness. And maybe even that idea of the hounds of the Baskervilles. You're kind of grown up with this idea that a werewolf could, if it could live anywhere, Mm. it's possibly the moors. I think it's, 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 and this is, excuse me for saying this, but also when we think of old school England, we think of class and society and and like the Hellfire Club and you want them all to be cursed kind of because they're Mm. all like, you know, fecking about. So it could be that as well. 
they are cursed because they have shagged the devil or whatever. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> dabbling in occultism. Yeah. yeah. But like, it was, yeah. it was just on American Werewolf then before we kind of, even though you could talk about it all day, but I just, mm. I know we've tons of ones to get through. The transformation, okay? Because we do have to talk about it. And mm. obviously that would like, this came out at the same time as The Howling, yeah. which I think we'll spend a little less time on. I I, yeah. I know it's held up there. I don't really get it. Like I love Joe mm. Dante. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I love yeah. D. Wallace, mm-hmm. but the film itself is a bit all over the shop. But so this is like I think within a year of each other, because your man left uh, the Howling to do the effects on American Werewolf. Okay, left oh, like okay. literally a couple yeah, weeks yeah. in production. Wow. But the werewolves in the Howling are crap because it's a huge big. It's a guy with a the, big suit on him, so they're massive, big, mm. chunky things. But you know, nice. Yeah, I, mean, I like, I like that. I like that. Um, that transformation. I'm that's so what I was going to say. The, the howling, transformation, but, but that's the only. It works better for me in American Werewolf. It's the really tricky part is trying, and I don't know how the makeup guys did on any of these films in fairness, as much as we can criticize the howling, it's still, it's bizarre. So the howling, do you know what the thing that changes the wolf's face? Because again, it's hard to not compare directly with the American Werewolf in London. And the the thing that that struck me about the American Werewolf is, um, I thought it was very well edited in a sense that the howling was more like, they were going, look at how great our effects are. Yeah. And the transformation is way too long. And yeah. they also have, the girl is in the room and she's watching the transformation for about three minutes yeah. and doesn't run out of the room. Yeah. So in a way, even story-wise, it's jarring with me. It, it, it feels really lazy and a lot, even just the story, because like, I like the, the basic concept of a news reporter. You know, she's tracking the serial killer. Turns out he's a werewolf that's interesting she goes off to the resort there's the whole question of what's going on there so on, on that level like there's all stuff that could work fine but yet they didn't seem to be really that arsed in getting any of it that right it was just kind of like well we have these good bits and we know we've got a cool werewolf which turned yeah. out to be not so cool unfortunately like well Apart from that snout, I only like because that actually they didn't know obviously American Werewolf was going to come out and look that good if it didn't the Howling probably would have gotten a lot more love um, my other my other kind of two little problems with the Howling were one it's like I love when the extraordinary comes into the ordinary world yes. like as in you know american werewolf it's like normal london and you have a werewolf uh, and to me the howling was like two weird things it was a kind of a weird you know uh resort sort of like re- a uh, bottle movie kind of thing where it's all in one what i mean is it was a strange location and weird location yeah. and also on top of that there was a weird werewolf yeah like mm. you, you could all you could almost just have your stuck on a subway movie yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And that would be kind of one movie and then a werewolf movie. So it was like a thing on top of a thing. I, I did like the hand uh, transformation, the, the chopped off hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that, cool. That was that actually was, that, really was the, that was, yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it the snout and the and the hand transformation. But, <laughs> but what about the animated shot? The, do you know there's a bit where it's literally like it's hand drawn? Yeah, what was it? Remind because like, it was a couple of weeks ago. Oh when my I watched god, it's awful! It's literally like they do the transformation. They got someone to draw, like physically paint onto the cells, <laughs> and it literally looks like it turns into a, a, a cartoon. A cartoon. <laughs> Wait, what part of the movie is it's, in hell? I know. Yeah, there's a scene. It's a campfire scene mm-hmm. where he transforms, but the last shot of it goes out to this wide shot where it transforms, and it's it's literally a drawing. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a weird one but it's so like, like a hot take on me just on that bit that I was trying to get before then it's like why I, and I, I don't know the answer to this one but for me American Werewolf when his face transforms into the wolf and the snout stretches out and everything that looked amazing yeah it looked and I, but for some this sounds stupid but like in some reason in my head that looked like that could somehow happen or that might be how you'd see a face change in the howling because it's, it's very impressive the way you see it growing up but it looked kind of like a big kind of chunky robot underneath human skin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And if you also yeah. remember as well, American Wealth did it in bright daylight. Yes, actually, yeah. no hiding so, at all. Like, yeah, yeah, as opposed to the other one, which was sort of lit and in darkness. They look very plasticky as well, the howling one. It, it mm. looks kind of... 
It's, I, it's I think it was very latexy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was interesting that you were saying um, that it looked like that could actually happen, like the snout extending. Because I heard John Landis talking about that. Because that uh, scene has like you know it's in all of these top one hundred mm. special effect scenes or whatever of all time. Um, and I heard him talking about it, and he was saying that he had to really think about like you know what would actually happen if your body was morphing into a werewolf, and you know you'd have your your joints like retracting. Yeah, it was the pain of it as well. Yeah, the pain of it yeah. exactly. And he said he really thought about it from like an an anatomical uh, point of view, you know. So that's why you have like such a, it's so drawn out, it's so well thought out, and it's it's so painful. But here's my question: mm-hmm. how did how did he do it? Because Gunnar, you're saying he did it in pure daylight as well. It looks yeah. real. Well, there's a number of guys. How, not how, like how they did that. Is what well, I get him on the phone. <laughs> I mean, I know certain bits of it. Like I know the way they got the hair to grow out was they had the hair out and it they reversed, pulled it. They it? pulled it back and they yeah. reversed it, so, like through like a, some sort of prosthetic. Yeah. yeah, they pulled the hair back through it and then they reversed it so uh, it looks yeah. like it's oh, growing amazing. back cool, out. Cool. Yeah, I think others are the wonderful shot where he flips over, but like that's a, there's a nice edit there, and then we see him with the elongated body, but obviously his body's under the floor. Is that shot that. supposed to be funny? That's the one thing I'm never sure because when it cuts out, I always laugh. It, it's hard to know because it is though. Yeah, but there's I think there's an equally like because it's kind of disgusting but funny and to me yeah, that's yeah. like Landis on the nose yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, it kind exactly. of it, it works as either and it cuts and the both. Mickey Mouse during that yes. little toy of Mickey Mouse <laughs> oh, yeah. during the transformation um, yeah no like it, 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 I remember because I know originally they wanted the whole thing to be like one take and mm. it just wasn't really possible but like the, I think what works in that is it doesn't feel like the editing makes sense story wise it doesn't just feel like we're just cutting to different chunks because these are the only bits we can do. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed to be as the transformation was going on, now it's his face changing. So of course we're now close up on the face. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, it's really tight as well because in Werewolf they show one shot, I think, of or one or two most of that snout coming out. In mm. the Howling, they drag that on for about five or six shots and they yeah. keep going back to it and they keep showing it. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But also in terms of just what you're saying about special effects, I think they, I wouldn't know exactly the terminology, but I know around that time they they had a new sort of whether it's silicone or latex but they could stretch it okay which i don't think they were able to, it was more flexible so that's what, how they were able to force the force the thing and it would the snout yeah even like, the feet know, growing is amazing yeah like, that's what i'm wondering about is the feet like how do yeah. they change change that because that just literally looks like someone's body changing before Maybe your he's eyes. a werewolf i think that's what they did they just cast a real werewolf <laughs> and like then Nosferatu, pretended like the special yeah. effects won the oscar and then killed <laughs> killed the werewolf guy silver bullet style and hid the evidence and now they're coming to get me because i know did you guys ever see out. that show um it's it's actually quite shite hemlock grove no, i watched the first season and i banged my head so hard mm. off the wall afterwards mm. i just couldn't go back because there was two more I think. yeah and i i i what banged my head off the wall watching every single one of them but actually it, like it was them it was netflix basically it was one of mm-hmm. their first original series and they were Eli it was Roth, Eli Roth yeah. trying to be Which kind is... of a Twin Peaksy, but also kind of a horror-y type oh. thing and mysterious. But then you know when you start getting that sense of I don't think you know what's happening. Like it was just mm-hmm. random weirdness. It was. Uh, I mean, but it, it it yeah. I don't know why, but there was something in it that made me watch the full. There were a bit three seasons, yeah. but the werewolves in it. Now it was uh, again CG, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on it heavily. But um, it, he like. The, the skin coming off like he'd literally have to tear off his skin and it was actually quite cool and then he'd have to eat the skin afterwards oh wow so he couldn't like is that um is that a similar effect to did you see um trick or treat and there's the werewolf sequence in that with anna paquin but the but the werewolves do the the, their human skin is like their outer like they 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 peel it off yeah oh shit i've seen that in something else actually as well that sounds really familiar where they're werewolves underneath maybe that was in werewolf cop 
werewolf cop there was a huge uh for me anyway there's a huge build up for it. it has the coolest poster ever it's what most uh, film posters i think should look like it's this really cool hand-drawn 70s style uh poster um and it's you know it's about a cop uh somewhere in america who starts turning into a werewolf and all of the just madness. randomly um no, no i think there's a reason for it i think you find out the reason for it it's some sort of like people like in a cult or something like that are trying to summon a werewolf and right. something like that uh but it's just really poorly made and uh really disappointing unfortunately speaking of poorly made disappointing um are we gonna what? talk about the howling sequels or are we gonna... <laughs> oh no, no i think i, I think just I know why we're on american werewolf <laughs> american werewolf in paris yeah, yeah. now Connor Darling, i believe someone has a sweet spot for this <laughs> yeah Take it away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is like, it the aliens of this franchise? <laughs> aliens? As in like the, the sequel where they up the ante. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, wait, I forgot the part where there was it's, aliens. Do you know the way films, I mean, what I, do you know films have so dated, like it's so yeah. 90s. Yeah. It yeah. looks like something, like an MTV music yeah. video. Yeah. Um, the opening credits were bored like I was bored by the opening credits <laughs> and I know that that's a bad sign yeah. I remember I remember I saw that movie when I was a kid and you know I'd never heard of American Werewolf in London you know to my shame uh, I had never heard of it at all um, and I watched this movie American Werewolf in Paris and you know when you're a kid and you see mm. something that's crazy and that you're, that you're not supposed to watch and yeah, you're just yeah. like oh that's cool you know uh, and then years later I saw American Werewolf in London and I was like oh no this is a fucking good movie that's mm-hmm. one of my favourite yeah. horror films of all time like it's definitely in the, the top seven like mm-hmm. you know um, <laughs> coined <Seven>. by Ali <laughs> 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 um, and then and then I, I then I thought to myself oh shit was that movie American Werewolf in Paris like some sort of like teen movie remake of American Werewolf in London mm-hmm. so a couple of years ago I revisited it thinking oh this is going to be a pile of shit like you know and I watched it and I was like Oh yeah, this is great. No, like, no, no, it's not. Like, it is linked slightly, isn't it? Or, um, I, it's, it's something. The plot, like... the plot is basic is basically the same, except it turns out there's this big, huge cult of werewolf guys who are like injecting people with like. Yeah, but I think one stuff. of the girls in her or something is meant to be the daughter of one of the couples who get oh, killed yeah. in the first one. Okay, I yeah. believe. But like, it's like Why? what we said about American Werewolf. The two things, it's like. It's a horror comedy. It's neither yeah, funny yeah. nor scary. Yeah. Yes. Um. This and but it's like trying so hard to be funny. Like yeah. it has the two idiot friends and basically the be- there's the no plot, Jack. They save. Yeah. They um. But there's a guy like him who's yeah. his zombie friend. He's not Jack. He has though. a zombie friend. Yeah. Jack. But uh, like they basically, I think they're Ser- Seraphin or the girl's name, whatever. She jumps off the. Eiffel Tower oh, at yeah, the yeah, start yeah. and the guy saves her right yeah he bungee jumps he bungee jumps I forgot about her, that right? yeah. then it cuts to the cliche scene right where they go on a date and they're in the cafe and they've it's all awkward and they've nothing to talk about and it's like <laughs> you just fucking jumped off the Eiffel Tower and saved her and then her, his two idiot friends and, and before that He's trying to ask her on a date and she's just going, no, sorry. And then she's, and they're just hounding her and like banging on her door and like, like for basically force her to, into a date. Oh, wow. And then the two idiot friends are behind the menus giggling and laughing. And it's yeah. just horrible. I that movie it. has a lot to explain for how I turned out. <laughs> no, but um, I like, I mean, I can't defend it as like a good movie or that it's in anywhere on in caliber with uh, American Werewolf. I think it's just literally one of those things that I saw when I was so young that it's just like, you know, it reminds me of happier times. That that is actually something that I did notice about a lot of werewolf movies is they are all 
kind of they kind of are a piss take it's very rare that you get an yeah, actual that annoys me. right yeah um it's very rare you get a, a werewolf movie that is like deep and dark and deals with mm. like so so one of um the the like my favorites is curse of the werewolf or oliver reed and that's actually a werewolf movie that doesn't deal with wolfsbane or no. give us a synopsis of that okay <laughs> Oliver Reed, okay, it's amazing. So um, basically, it starts off with this like mad marquee, like typical Hammer Horror fashion, um, mad marquee, mar- like a marquee, is that okay? Like the Marquis de Sade? Yeah. Like the Marquis de Sade, yeah. Not a marquee. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I kept expecting. saying it, and I was there's like, bunting. I'm like, bunting. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see a werewolf at a wedding. <laughs> that would be a great title, werewolf at a wedding. Does anyone object to so this So I married union? a werewolf. Copyrighted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's madly in love with this um made basically and he's like he's a typical like hellfire type of guy he has all of these bad cronies and he he just wants to have the ride with this maid and she won't ride him so she puts him in this um cell with this jester that he put into in into this prison like years earlier and he forgot about him basically and this guy has since become a like a wolf and like creature because he hasn't had any human contact he's only able to eat the the scraps off of bones and he he was a beggar to begin with so he he didn't have like society at the time and all that bollocks um so he the the marquee throws this woman in with her and for 1961 guys there's a pretty horrific kind of rape Mm. Uh, like he, the, the Hammer mar- had a bit of a tendency to have, yeah, which yeah. is why Hammer's great. Not, 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 no, 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 sorry, 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 no, 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 not like that. But that that they weren't afraid to to scare you. They weren't af- afraid to like go that far. I mean, they shouldn't have gone that far. But anyway, so in the in the terms of the movie, the beggar rapes this poor maid, and then he dies. Um, and he's really horrifying. And then she escapes. She stabs the marquee. She escapes and she finds her way up with these other upper class people. And she has the baby on Christmas Day, I think, or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And the folklore is that if a baby is born on the day of Christ or something like that, out, become out, a werewolf. out of wedlock, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they will become uh, a demon spawn of, of Satan or whatever. And so... Oliver Reed is born. He the the mother unfortunately dies, poor woman, and and um he's brought up in this upper class society, and then but he always has these werewolf tendencies, like you know sheep die, and then we see him fifteen years later, and he's oh sexy Oliver Reed, like, <laughs> and he um he basically love stops him if he if he 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 realizes that the love of his life is will stop him from it can break <coughs> it yeah. can break it can break the spell, but it's it is a very dark, and he he dies at the end, like mm. he um there's a whole you know, like the the villagers chasing the werewolf through mm-hmm. the streets, and there's fire and pitchforks, and it's Frankenstein it's, style. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing. It's it's not a it's not a excuse me a comedy at all. Yeah. There's no yeah. funny bits in it. It's quite dark. Is he it, a hairy? He's hairy. He's actually it's actually one of the the makeup on he's it. Most also, human, isn't it? Or am, am I remembering that he's, wrong? He's he's like. Do, do you remember the werewolf in M M M Dracula? Like Gary. Uh, the, the Oldman, sexy wolf scene. The sec- oh, yeah. Yeah, the sexy, yeah. <laughs> the sexy moment. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, he, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that yeah, where okay. he, he does, because Oliver Reed has quite a striking face. In, but he and is surely, he, along with Jack Nicholson, people who were born to play. To play a werewolf. I, 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 I remember yeah. seeing the Jack Nicholson movie when I was a kid wolf, and thinking, yeah. was he only cast in that? Like I was a child thinking, yeah, yeah. was he only cast in that because he's a hairy dude? <laughs> <laughs> I think he wanted to make it for 10 years actually on yeah, Wolf. But, yeah. yeah. It's like, but no, because I think Oliver Reed, you're, you're right, like he's perfect because he has that real brooding, even in The Brute, the Cronenberg one, but he is a real brooding, like Sexy. heavy set man, yeah. but just very confident. And mm. you, 
Mm. Just he has that danger in his eyes. He does. And you're right, yeah. like what they without the comedy and everything. I love what they go for in the story wise now. Like I, I, the film, maybe I don't love it quite as much as you, but like I love the fact that there is this notion of it doesn't matter how well he's brought up, he has these you know aggression and urges within him, mm-hmm. which is that you know the masculinity thing that all these ones touch on. But the nice notion that actually it's one of those things that proper love and happiness could actually break that curse. So it's mm. it's a damaged person who has serious issues but that actually true finding the right person that could take it away. There, like, there's a nice idea there, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like instead of just you're doomed no matter yeah, what. Exactly. You know? I mean, every curse has to have like something that will break it. Yeah. But um, no, it is, it's a very dark and it's a very, obviously because it's hammer, it's beautifully atmospheric. And I, it, it's, it's like, if you want to watch a great werewolf movie from mm. before the times of special effects, I would seriously say to check that out. That's, it's a really interesting end because normally the films don't like, if you think there's a few films that end like the end of American werewolf in London, where it is the face off between the wolf and the person who loves mm-hmm. the wolf. Yeah. But usually the wolf um, is the one that wins out and goes to attack the person, if you know what I mean. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the love isn't exactly, strong yeah. enough. The, the, the beast wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. true. Actually, it's funny because like Hammer, bizarrely, like for all the Frankensteins and Draxes, they only did one werewolf film. You know, and the same with Amicus, like, mm. and they they milked pretty much every other one they could to death. Like, the I don't know why it just seems to be everything. a tricky one for people to get their head around getting a story that to it's get it be- right. Yeah, because yeah, well, yeah. Hammer, like I was saying earlier, where you misinterpreted my <laughs> loving of dark. I, I didn't misinterpret. You, you said you thought it was great that they do rape. Oh, here, no. they go. <laughs> here they go, folks. I don't know. It's it's often it's no. I, I sorry, no, Ali. Carry no. on with the other point. I'm okay. Only okay. Okay. Um. No, rape is like the most horrific thing. But um, like I think it is because werewolves are. It's very hard to make a serious werewolf movie. Yeah. And Hammer were um a pro- like a, a production company, a studio that like their bread and butter was horror and they didn't want, well, they did, they ventured off into comedy later on, but like, yeah. it's really hard to make a serious, like, I, I guess because you don't take it, you know, oh, a lycanthrope, a, a ship, ship, shapeshifter, shapeshifter, mm. thank you. <laughs> um, a ship shaper. My dad used to be a shapeshaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, turning, turning into a wolfer, it's, it's kind of, it is laughable unless it's done right. Very easy and for it so to be a funny I, moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, even going through this, obviously, we've spent our time looking up all the movies online and finding uh, maybe some more obscure titles and there's lots of popular ones. But still, like, I couldn't like I could if you asked me uh, to name like 50 vampire films. It'd probably be a lot easier than yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or zombie movies, um, or films about hauntings or that kind of thing. Like Mm. werewolves, there's not that many films, and well, there's a lot of films. That that's probably the thing is people keep trying to do it, but they're all like you said. You've literally, I don't think apart from uh, an American Werewolf in London, you've actually liked any of the movies you watch. Like I mean, like um, dogs. I can. I suppose. Dog Soldiers, Ginger Snaps, and American Werewolf in London are probably my three favorite werewolf movies just off the top of my head. But, like, even in the past 10 years, like, how many werewolf movies like that were actually, like, you know, in the mainstream? Like, I'm sure there's been plenty of, like, you know, micro budget B movie kind of things. Been tons in the mainstream. Mm. Because tons. you've got, like, six Twilight films. You've how many Underworld ones? Five? Yeah, now or something like that. There's werewolves. Different. There's werewolves in Twilight. Like, but is that a werewolf movie? I think that's a vampire movie is, that has it werewolves much- in it. Well, no, see, because I, I just think it's a shite movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do my little Twilight rant here, okay, okay. for a second. Give I'm going to put you all in your place. You know what? You know what? It's actually, I do probably need to do this because 
I, I like everyone else go on about how shitty Twilight is and have not fucking yeah, seen Yeah, no, it's weird because okay, like, so. I, I, like I've, I've, I've watched the first them all. One. Yeah, the, that's what I want to say. The first one the first is a genuine... Like, okay, okay, guys, I, I love them all. No, I know people listening to the podcast are kind of going like, it is so popular to just despise Twilight. And I don't like I don't blame people for not liking it. It is a very teenager-y love story. I think they really... The story falls apart as those films go on. But the first one for me, if I saw that when I was a teenager, I think would work great. I think it nails that kind of frustration of being a teenager and the awkwardness and not feeling like you fit in and everything like that. And I just think, because I, I think that's what Catherine Hardwick was going for in that one. Now, the, the stories and how that develops, I think, is, is pretty silly as, as it goes on in the series. But it just it's so easy to kind of shit on it. And then I still see, hear people defending stuff like Teen Wolf. <laughs> but can I you just, know which are not like it's, again, I, I like well, yeah I'll but we like those films you, because <laughs> they were there when we were young do you know what I, I mean know, because, like, like actually, we're just really uh, harsh on newer ones because they're not from our time period but like I don't think that's a good reason to say that it's uh, I mean it's, no, no, it's go, your, it's go, your go. opinion but um, like I was a teenager. Well, I, was, I, I technically was still a teenager when they came out. I was. I was 18. a teenage werewolf. Hey, you still <laughs> are. The film we're going to talk about. <laughs> and and um, that awkwardness of being a teenager is not what being a vampire or a werewolf is about. No, but like, like in the same. And and also, I think it it's because I I actually read the book. My dad went okay, to to Hot yeah. Topic and he he saw a, a hoodie and he he asked the person in Hot Topic. This was when I was again a child. And um, he brought me back the books before the movies were released because mm. you got the free box set of the books with this hoodie Twilight. from a Hot Topic. Yeah, the so Mormons, he, the Mormons, because they are. It they is. Are, it yeah, was, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a Mormon analogy. And um, oh, yeah. I read the I read the first book and I thought it was. I was like, oh, you know, this is okay. Yeah. It's like you know, it's a, it's a vampire novel, blah blah blah. But it was very teenagery. And then when I saw the movie, I love the atmosphere. I thought the grading on it, like it is, it is a beautiful film to watch. But it's like it's just so moody oh yeah it's like it's it's not i don't think it's it it shits all over vampires it shits all over werewolves i think underworld does that as badly though like i I find the like i can't i couldn't at least with twilight i know what happened i had to give up the underworld films because i just didn't know what was going on i I don't know whether it's because it made no sense or i kept tuning out i think and i love the look of that there is there's a new one yeah but i I saw the poster for that you're thinking the looks like the crow in the matrix yeah beckinsale looks amazing you're kind of going i'm down for a bit of fun and michael sheen yeah yeah he's a great werewolf though it's but, just, but yeah let's let's uh i was a teenage werewolf yes i did anyone else see this movie no, no t- is this the um, 1956 yeah, yeah 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 it's 19 um let me have a look that is i after this i would recommend checking that out yeah amazing yeah absolutely as in, like, so have, in you, have you seen it? I watched it last night. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because like, um, like, is this in an ironic liking now? Or? No, no. no okay. Like a teenage werewolf. Like this was one of the first ones I saw probably again when I was a kid. Um, along with trying a tantrum to watch a teen Teen Wolf. Yeah. It's probably the only thing I ever threw a tantrum to watch. Teen, teen Wolf, Wolf and Michael the final episode <laughs> of Saved by the Bell where Zach and Kelly went to the prom. Why did you have <laughs> to throw a tantrum to watch it? Because I wasn't watch these things. Weren't they you know? dressed what? as Beauty and the Beast at that uh, prom? No. Oh. As a werewolf. We are not doing a Beast? Saved by the anyway. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm off topic here. But... um. <laughs> What, 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 basically, the story of a teenage werewolf is about he's kind of this uh, Martin Landon is the actor, and he's kind of a James Dean type character. And he's got real anger issues, like he flips the lid whenever anybody says that to him. And it opens with this, uh, fight you know, scene. fight scene. Oh, it's brilliant. It's re- but, like, I mean, the first thing I say with the film is it's 
it's really well shot really well and, shot and the staging and the way they move the characters around and it's something you don't see in a lot of movies so just even as a film itself yeah. i thought it was great um having seen a lot of the films the other wolf films where the character was a kind of a um a bit of a pushover and it was mm-hmm. about the animal inside this was like the guy was his it, it, you know i loved seeing the opposite of that which yeah. is this guy with real anger problems and he's the basic story is that he's he's getting in trouble with the cops a lot so they reckon one, one of the ways to help him out is this a kind of a uh, is it a doctor to send him to like a, a shrink who yeah. practices hypnotism like or yeah, as they would have yeah. called him in the 50s a head shrinker yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and they kind of use him as a guinea pig yeah. and but it's just i just thought it really and it brings out his werewolf side yeah. exactly yeah, yeah 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 um but uh yeah again i just thought he was a brilliant character and um so was he already really angry around before he got like he yeah the opening scene it is starts with like, him in a fight where but, but is that what gets him bitten or like is he it never gets oh no he never gets doesn't, bitten he doesn't no no so he just he just naturally is a it's, werewolf it, that's the that's the part where I felt it I thought like because you know they said you know oh we're gonna send you to this shrink and he resists it you know he doesn't want to do it but then like there's this scene where him and all his mates are all having the crack at like some party and they're all playing pranks on each other and that's all a bit of fun and then someone plays a prank on him and he goes to town on this yeah, guy yeah. and it's like okay shit yeah no, no you need to get help so he goes and then the doctor turns out to be this kind of like evil scientist kind of guy mm-hmm. which is where i thought they it was it was almost kind of unnecessary for that to happen i thought it was going to be he hypnotized him and then it like unleashed his like you know inner kind of werewolf because you know the way people say with like doing hypnotism or like uh, messing with like mind-altering drugs and stuff yeah, yeah. it can, yeah. it can opening a door somewhere. It, yeah, yeah it can open a door yeah. it can unleash your demons kind of thing but in this it was like this doctor and he was like oh i'm going to inject him with this stuff and yeah yeah bring yeah. him back to his caveman state and all you know so like i'm not saying it was a bad movie because i really enjoyed it but i just thought that element of it yeah it does that bit is probably a little hokey but yeah. it's but overall it's pretty well grounded yeah, in yeah. terms of the other characters and you know his totally. girlfriend and the parents and, totally uh, and like the way you were saying about things being staged like even in that fight scene it's one of the few movies and it's such a basic thing but you know that thing of a fight scene where you've got these like POV shots of fists heading Coming towards the, the camera. camera and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a really nice, really fast cut sequence of of a couple of those things at the start that just kind of jolts you into. Yeah. Oh, sh- holy shit! I'm watching like a, a movie here. I gotta. Pay Especially attention. for a film at that time. Totally. As well. Totally. And then there's this great sequence where he turns into the wolf, and um, and he's like an upright guy with his jeans and his shirt, and he's just got like you know het wolf hair and stuff like that, you know, so he doesn't look like a dog, um. But there's this cool thing where there's this, there's this gymnast and she's like practicing oh, it's a great, on yeah, this yeah, like yeah. on you know one of those like table thingies that the gymnasts work on and she's like hanging upside down. She's hanging upside down. But the way that scene starts as well is him walking through school and you just see her shadow reflected yeah. on the wall. Oh, and nice. what I, I mean, love it's extremely shadows. visual. Like, yeah. you just see her. Yeah. Oh, I have to check this out. It sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And and there's this great thing where she's upside down and you see a shot of her. As her head is upside down and the reverse is the upside down shot of the werewolf coming towards yeah, her yeah, yeah. and it's just it's it's really like you know it's a great example of um just using what you have you yeah, know just yeah. your, your camera angles and your actors to yeah. provide the action and the scares yeah, as opposed yeah. to having to rely on a big load of cgi or gore or anything yeah. like that you know um and there's a really cool song uh where this guy sings <laughs> in oh, the middle of it there's like a oh, musical yeah, number yeah, and he yeah, sings yeah. in the club and I want Stephen to use that as the <laughs> opening for this okay. uh, or if there's probably something better but um, yeah but just some uh, some kind of trivia on that film like I mean I was a teenage werewolf 
that was the first film to use that kind of line. I was a teenage something, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, and it inspired. It was originally know. called a teenage werewolf, and yes. then somebody added in that I was. Yeah, exactly, and um, uh, it was like a drive-through movie. So this is like the exact type of movie people would have went to see, like at the drive-through, and it was made for a hundred and fifty grand, wow. and it made two million dollars. So that like in the fifties, in the fifties, yeah. like, wow, a lot of money. huge wow. money, and it, it it inspired like the company to just start churning out loads of things. I was a teenage Frankenstein, <laughs> uh, How to Make a Monster, <laughs> Blood <laughs> Monster that wasn't very same good. director, really, um, and Blood of Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah, Blood of Dracula. Um, Blood of Dracula. Is that not the Andy That's Warhol one? Horror. No, Blood of Dracula is that not the Andy Warhol one with Flesh for Frankenstein? No, Blood of Dracula is the second Hammer Horror after. So it's like Christopher Lee dies, and then you see his body like turning into dust at the start of the movie, and they scoop all the dust up, and then they add water to it and drink it, and then Dracula What's comes back. What's the Andy Warhol? I know, I know, I believe you on that. I know it's Flesh for Frankenstein, and there was another one. He did a Dracula yeah. one. Well, he didn't obviously Andy Warhol produce them. He didn't direct them, but. Uh, uh, I don't know, but definitely that, that that's on my list now to yeah, it's to definitely give more yeah. Check. I'll yeah. check it. Yeah. And again, it's yeah. it's so that was so. What when was that? Nineteen fifty late fifties, fifty seven. 57 yeah. so we went from like 1941 with um um wolfman, wolfman and not v- being a very scary movie mm-hmm. um but it did have it i i i like the the backdrops and all of that because it was very yeah, german yeah, expressionist yeah. with the dead trees and the gnarled and then we have 1957 seven, yeah and we involved. have we have again camera angles they're getting more involved yeah. Then we have 1961, where we have a very dark, like a very dark Hamahar um, werewolf movie. Then we have the 70s. Which Beast Must Die was 74. Um, and then I think, yeah, there's a few werewolf ones in the 80s, weren't they? Well, like, I know, because I want to talk about the Wolf. And, yeah, Wolf. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've not seen it, so I want to hear you guys talk about it. I mean, definitely Wolf, I mean, for I, me, was the big surprise. As yeah, in, man, I've never heard this film. Never this heard it. Because I was surprised, because I remember when I said it, you guys, there didn't seem to be so much kind of like excitement about it. I was kind of going like, that was, you know, it made me kind of sad when I was thinking, I was watching it again the other day, because I have it on DVD, and it reminded me that the only reason I saw a lot of these films were places like Channel 4 that used to show these films late at night. Yeah. So, you know you kind of wait up and you wouldn't even know what you were going to yeah, see yeah. and like it was such an amazing thing to discover these films because it's not like Wolfen's not a perfect film but there's just they don't make them like that anymore because it's actually interesting like it's much more about the whole story so like it's give a detective you a, kind yeah, of story yeah, the very basic it. synopsis is I can't remember the, the Vanderbeers or uh, Van Vanderbeers yeah. uh, like a, a very rich couple basically coming home in a limousine after a, a ball or some kind of a charity well, fundraiser a, it's like a sod turning ceremony that's what it was sorry yeah it's the ground basically sod turning the harvest well like. that's what they call it in Ireland it's basically if they're gonna start uh, a big development a big development uh. that you know they turn and all everyone claps and so they decide to get out and walk their dog in a, in a ghetto area uh, and uh, they are violently killed. Uh, you know, and there's a bit of gore in this film as well, in parts right. like hands flying off. And, is and it Irish? Sorry, no, American. No. Oh, filmed okay. in New York, and like New York what's amazing in the eighties. Yeah, so but the amazing. massive yeah. like uh, so cool. the because yeah. they were literally just just demolishing chunks in New York because it was just yeah. falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. And Robo so the life. settings they have are just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like that it looks like a war zone. Opening shot, like a slow motion building being demolished. The building falls and reveals this like church yeah. behind. There's it. a church yeah. on its own, and the rest just rubble for blocks. Amazing, so cool. Um, so but it cool. just and so it's, the whole point is the, this couple get killed at the beginning, and they call in Albert Finney. Albert. Oh, amazing! Big fish. 
and who is uh, amazing. The Bourne yeah. I, I love Albert Finney. He's wonderful. Like, this Not is, from this the Bourne films, big one. Though, but... uh, actually, and it was Dustin Hoffman really wanted the lead role, yeah. and the director refused. He wanted Albert Finney instead. Because he was his favourite actor, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, it was the only, one of the only big things that Dustin Hoffman was uh, turned, down, turned down for at that time in his but career. But Albert Finney's yeah. more dark. I mean, Dustin Hoffman can. He is, yeah. And I, like, so I love Hoffman. I haven't but... read the book, but like, so basically he's trying to investigate it. And uh, to cut a, a long story short, it kind of, uh, it becomes apparent that it's connected to do we don't call them Indians, Native American people who are uh, living there and their traditions and whether people could be shape-shifting or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and whether there is an element of... Their territory has kind of been taken over. Exactly, yeah. You're, they, they, they've, well, see, there's a really nice notion because the whole point, yeah, so they've been there for a long time, since the beginning of New York mm. and they feed off people and um, mm-hmm. what i love is i love that detail that they don't eat the the diseased parts of people so if <laughs> someone has like a cancerous liver they don't like it's in somehow they know better about yeah, anything yeah. Mm-hmm. um but the whole yeah their territory has been encroached upon and destroyed and so you're forcing them uh to actually go and kill further fields because they're losing their things and there's a kind of a nice notion that these guys have always been here killing people but no one cared because they were poor people uh, right, right. You know, so now only... that the ghettos are totally demolished, as we see in yeah. the start, they're moving on to the rich. So it's not like that the, the wolves are a problem now. It's the fact mm. that they're it's only a problem now because it's affecting the middle class. Upward. So it's a yeah. problem with gentrification. Mm. Is the message mm. that they're getting across? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's just trying to kill. So there's really nice touches on that. But like, what I love about it is they use real wolves. Now, that's a hard thing to do, and I don't know whether yeah. you guys think that works or not. But like, because like, wolves are very hard to train, supposedly, and you can't. But I think. They do incredibly well with this because wolves look fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, they have the wolf vision kind of thing as well, which yeah. before Predator as well it has a similar yeah, yeah, type. Yeah. First film of, uh, to use that for killers POV. Yeah, it's funny because I kind of couldn't figure out. It's not really the same as Predator. It looks like it's daytime stuff they've shot yeah. and kind of processed. I mean, it's one of those things where the, uh, the logic of it took, and I'm not sure if there is a total logic to it because sometimes the POV it's obviously jumping from different because it's different wolves. Yeah, mm. but also sometimes it'll be a close up of the person's face, and so it's not. Do you know the it's way Jaws is vision, very yeah. clear? Yeah. It's like, this is what they... So we see from the wolves, we don't actually see an actual wolf, I'd say, until halfway or maybe two-thirds yeah, of the way through. Yeah. We just see their vision. So you see it's it from, like, kind of like ground Yeah, and almost. it looks kind of like what you'd imagine Predator, very colourful and stuff, and it's racing cool. along the ground yeah, and yeah. stalking people and killing them. Um, but when you see the wolves, like, there's just something powerful about seeing a close-up of a yeah. wolf's eyes staring at you. Are you saying something yeah. about the, how they had to... Shoot it with snipers. The snipers. Yeah. yeah, they had yeah snipers up on the roofs to try and make sure that none of them escaped because they had a ton of wolves. Which is funny because you don't see a ton of wolves in the yeah, film. Yeah. But that's what like it's kind of weird for me. This guy directed four other films and they're all about Woodstock. Okay, and he made this Woodstock. One, yeah, like they're like, like documentaries about Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, wow. and then he went and he made this film. It's based um, on a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's based on a book which I haven't read. But I think it's taken certain liberties, but you know that's there. And he turned in a four and a half hour version of it. And he just got fired. And they, they sent him off. And then they finished few, it themselves. There's a few director credits on IMDb, IMDb is there, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is. There's two or three. The producers yeah. kind of came in and finished it off. But it's a, I hadn't really thought about that until I watched it this time. And there are... You could either ex- excuse them as interesting artistic uh, transitions, but like there are bits where it just chunks into the middle of another scene. And when you try mm. and pull it apart, like there's clearly chunks of this film missing mm. there's a bit where like their cops just investigating something and suddenly Albert Finney and his mate have got sniper rifles walking around <laughs> New York <laughs> and they're just hanging around in buildings pointing sniper rifles yeah. down on the ground like you know and it just doesn't quite ring true or there's, there's bits where he cuts from one area to another and you're not even sure where it is mm. uh, towards the end when they go back to the Vander or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, place with all the mirrors yeah, uh, he yeah, cuts yeah. from a pub with a load of Native American people to just him sitting there and we're not quite sure why he's even there 
But visually, it's very per- like there's some stunning shots in that. that that's right. the thing that jumped out at me. The, the opening sequence, um, there's this really cool shot where the camera moves along a bridge and just the colors of everything. Um, absolutely yeah, some of that beautiful. stuff up on the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, gorgeous. crazy because he actually steady go up cam to stuff the top as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, We're wow. talking 1981 too, so mm. there wasn't that much steady cam going on at that time. But the DOP on that film, I think his name is Jerry Fisher, I think his mm. name is. And I was looking through his filmography and I was like, have I seen any of his other stuff? And he also shot um, a film from the 80s, which is, I think, one of the most beautiful looking films of the 80s. Not a great film. Uh, the original Highlander. Okay. I love Highlander. I love Highlander. I, I, well, I saw it recently in Grindhouse Dublin, uh, the lighthouse. Oh, amazing. And it doesn't hold up quite it's, it's the way It's like the main guy and it's he's just ridiculous. Christopher Lambert. He's amazing. He's smoking hot as well. Oh he is my the god! Funniest looking person. No, he's not. Excuse me, Highlander is. He's one of my childhood. You okay, know. well, I'll take your word over it. Over <laughs> yeah, mine. do you know? But I, it's beautifully shot, Highlander. It's, it's yeah. Uh, but uh, the other film that kind of um, uh, Wolfen sort of reminded me of it purely because it captures that same vibe of New York. Mm. You know that mm-hmm. gritty mm. uh, was uh, Q the Winged Serpent. In the, in the I, sense, I find Queen Q very slow. Yeah, but I, I, I'm more. No. It's more the atmosphere of New York. Yes, and and really, um, really authentic performances. Like it, like it's not like actors. Do you know no. what I mean? It feels like they grab people off the street. It was more like in the this... French connection. Yeah, they, they like Albert Finney in it. Does feel like a guy who's worked his whole life and he's, yeah, he's you know not seen like things. an actor. No, no he's no, not performing yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Like he just yeah. looks wrecked. And he's yeah, um, and he's so he's so deadpan that there's lots of kind of humor between him and the the girl who comes oh, in. Oh yeah, the yeah, that's she's brilliant. She's they're, they're both great, but yeah. a lot of that stuff, like you know, you need that kind of. Uh, ear for sarcasm to, yeah, to yeah, know yeah. that they're 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 joking about stuff yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and do you think because like uh, another like uh for me definitely i don't want to give away the finale if ali yeah, hasn't no, seen it I'm but like it. there there was an emotional resonance there like yeah, there's a yeah. final scene with him face off between albert finney and a wolf kind of and it's just there's just a moment where they both kind of consider each other and i just thought it was wonderful because again instead of having like you know, it's actually not about the violence. It's actually almost about a need to sort of respect and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. allow each yeah. species, whatever, to have their own sort of space and, and traditions. Um, and that was just really, and it, yeah, but you know, there's there's some other stuff that happens after that. But I, I did feel that. Like, I thought that actually worked. And that's yeah, not yeah. an easy thing to pull off. And I think a lot of these films buckle it at the end by trying to just have a big two werewolves fight yeah, each other well, yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's it's definitely different than the other ones you've watched and if you haven't seen it uh, i would say it, it, it's a definite must yeah for sure oh sorry it's been a while since i've okay. seen uh ginger snaps well, i watched but i watched ginger snaps too for this oh yeah because like i hadn't uh, i mean i'd seen the first ginger snaps which i loved but yeah, amazing yeah it's Brilliant. Love it. like it yeah. definitely is in the top one mm-hmm. of the things i thought i was thinking recently about the ginger snaps was i just surprised at how um like like i suppose if you're a horror fan you're gonna have heard at least heard of ginger snaps but i just found, found that that was a film that i uh, had to really seek out like you know i, d- I don't it, know that's what makes was me it sad, popular when it the came love out of ginger snaps is in, in the community ginger snaps is held in such high regard yeah. mm-hmm. and yet it's not i don't think it made a lot of money the sequels definitely didn't like i've never and it's kind heard of been abandoned i've never but i've never I, heard, yeah, of, the never heard of the original no, i've never no, heard no. of the original rainy and i don't I, I don't think if i asked many of my friends oh what do you think of ginger snaps i don't think many of them have it's heard a real of underground mm. type of it's, mm. it's it's a horror movie for horror fans more yeah. so and you know like from the the opening scene of just them with their fake photographs of the deaths like you just know yeah, you're yeah. it's just like you know when a film just from the beginning kind of goes 
we got this, guys. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's wonderful because again, it, it's a female led film. Yes, and it deals with the whole puberty type stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't feel like it's just a cheap. Well, this is we're just doing werewolves with girls. It's not like teeth or anything. Yeah. It's not a comedy. It's it's yeah. it, it's, it's a female driven like empowerment. Film. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you, you just, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could name many other uh, female driven werewolf movies like off the top of my head. <laughs> no, but you know, even you know horror I mean? films, that, like, it's just, it's very rare like that. It's, it's usually more like. That's, it's a valid point. There's yeah. literally none. <laughs> yeah. None. But, but, and usually they're just the people being subjected to violence as mm-hmm. opposed to actually driving exactly. the story. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and both these girls, like, you know, and I think Isabel, what's her name? Or Catherine. Is it Catherine Isabel? I think it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. From American Mary as well. Like, uh, like yeah, I think yeah. she's Is wonderful. She ginger in the first or the yeah, ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but it's just because you know what? They're real teens as well, which I liked. Mm-hmm. They looked like teenagers. They weren't twenty-four-year-old college students pretending to be teenagers. Yeah. You just you you believed their world. Yeah, you believed yeah. Their yeah. And it, yeah, even they're in school and stuff, being picked on by other people and everything that. That was a much closer to how that feels as opposed to in American films, particularly when you get that high school type shot. It, it, it's a cliche that exists only in the film world, mm-hmm. the way they kind of do it. Mm. Um, but I loved it and I love the way they bring it in. Um, I haven't seen the second one in years, so I, I don't know. That's Is it the same girls? Well, because the, yeah. without spoiling yeah. it, the girl's gone after the first one, right? Ginger's gone. She's in it. That's yeah, right, as yeah. a dead yeah. ghost. Yeah, so it really follows. But she's on the cover. Is she not on the poster? Uh, She's. I mean, because I've only I've only it, seen the poster for yeah, it. She's Ginger snaps it back. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And that's the third one. The third yeah, one. This, Second one is Ginger unleashed. snaps to unleash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this time they use kind of the allegory of drug t- yeah. taking. So she's in a basically this, in this a the younger sister is trying yeah, to cope with Bridget. it. Right. Um. So it kind of follows her. She's been bitten at the end of the first one. Yeah. So she's basically using this drug, like the wolfsbane, yeah. whatever yeah. drug, to, to suppress. The wool, her transforming so she's basically put into this rehab facility and her, her drugs are taken away from her so she doesn't so uh, they think she's craving the drug but really she just wants to not turn into a wolf and kill everyone and then there's also this idea that this other wolf is tracking her down and you think it's trying to kill her but then you realise later it's tr- it's going to trying to mate with her and um, but the real yeah. I mean the real surprise as well was that other character Ghost oh yeah who's yeah. her friend is kind of a little oh, yeah. girl in the rehab and I thought she was brilliant she was really good is she a ghost or her name's ghost no her name's ghost okay. and she's basically um, she's Jack. there because her grandmother was uh, you know has severe burns and so she's there with her and then there's a scene later where she also tells uh, Bridget who's the werewolf that she's been abused by one of the guys and but it turns out the girl is lying yeah. and she's not been at all and she burned she was responsible for burning the grandmother as well amazing so this is a great character at the like, end and she's as a well, child just is like, yeah. what the fuck what happens in the second one again spoiler alert she yeah uh, she basically traps the wolf traps in the, the basement because she keeps saying that she she does keep saying at the start like you know she's a pyromaniac is she what is she saying is she saying like she wants to to have her like as a pet or something like that something. she's she's real kind of like you know like reads comic books mm. books and 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 about where comic books comic books yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah she reads a lot of comic books and uh, about werewolves and then she's all she's all like you know uh, talking to to Bridget about um, being a werewolf and then at the end she like 
keeps her as a pet and it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. dark ending you're just like Jesus Christ yeah. like, no, I loved it I, I, I didn't like the third one I yeah, haven't seen I, it. actually because I remember There's I told you the third one, one was kind of okay snaps back. yeah it's, it's a prequel I remembered liking that a little bit more there's still bits I thought were kind of interesting but yeah so they shot two and three back to back Right. Um, as I was kind thinking of was because when I came to three, I was like, how are they still so young? Like, yeah. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I think the first one was like 2000, 2001, and the two and three were 2004. Mm. Um, okay. But I don't know whether it was partly of the desire to get Ginger back into mm. the pictures or not, but it's re- like it's hundreds of years beforehand. It's like frontier times, but yeah. it's the two girls playing the same characters, oh. basically. They're sisters. Oh, wow. And so they find, like, they're wandering through this, and it's beautiful looking film, yeah, I have yeah, to admit. Like, yeah. they're wandering through this, like, stunning kind of snowy scenery, and they find this fort, and they come in, and they realize the fort's been attacked by werewolves, and the story kind of evolves from there. And it's kind of bizarre having these girls who are kind of almost still using slightly modern language in yeah, part. Yeah. Um, but there is a kind of an implication, the bit I like about it is there's an indication that maybe. The whole point of Ginger Snaps, the first one, everything is this bond between these sisters mm-hmm. is no matter what, they're together. And it's the same in um, the beginning. And I, I kind of feel that what they were going for, or I think what they were going for, is that implication of that, like, it's almost whether you repeat these, like, whether they're souls or whatever it is, but that bond between them is is has always been that strong and that they're always destined to, I don't know, have to go through this kind of destruction together. Because... Yeah. It, it's that curse that keeps seem to following them and as if yeah. so in different lives they're still going to be there they're still going to be sisters they'll still do anything for each other and it'll just keep destroying them because mm-hmm. there's kind of a prophecy in the, the in the third one as well about yeah, how yeah. kill the boy oh, okay. or, or you know and they kind of bring in a bit of the Wendigo Native yeah. American myth again about where the werewolf came Comes from, from. Right. but um, the Wendigo is 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 a cannibal is it? I, I don't actually know what that myth is I know it's it was brought up in yeah no it, it's mentioned in it Wilson. yeah yeah. Um, Wendigo is is the is the uh, like uh, Indian like for yeah. for literally man who eats flesh. But it is it supposed to be just a normal human. It is meant to be a creature, kind of like a Bigfoot type. Is creature, it hairy you know, man or... who eats? Flesh? No, it's 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 if it's you a... if you eat another man's flesh, you'll gain their soul and their oh, yeah. essence. Oh, okay. So they don't believe in it as a supernatural creature. A win- it's actually a, no, just... a, a Wendigo is a cursed man. It's but, okay. it would, yeah, but it's not a we- it's not a werewolf. I'm dying to watch them. They spawn it. They've gone different things. But Larry Fessenden's uh, Wendigo or Wendigo okay. uh, and uh, Last Winter. Have you ever seen them? No. no. Really good films. Okay. Definitely worth watching. They're, they're kind of another one like Ginger Snaps which sort of just disappeared. What, what's it called? Uh, sorry? Wendigo is the first one and then Last Winter is kind of a sequel. They're two tied together. Um, but Larry Feston, you'd know him as an actor. He's in a lot of films. He's produced a lot. He's produced all of Ty West stuff, or he's helped him okay. out a lot oh, wow, with like, House okay. of the Devil and stuff like that. Um, but a, a good director in his own right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's definitely one to, to kind of dig out. But no, I just like with the Ginger Snaps ones. Yeah, I don't know how hard it is to find. I guess a lot of people probably are, are downloading them. But like, it's uh, if you haven't seen them, definitely the first one. I think there's no yeah, question. Yeah. You got to see it. Can I just bring, where where do y'all get Wolfen? Uh, I have it on DVD. I'll give it to you when you give oh, me back the other ones bollocks. I've lent you. <laughs> Jesus. I forgot about them until just now. But uh, yeah, no, I'll give you a loan of it. Amazing. But I'd love to see a director's cut of like, you know, I don't know if the, the Wolf and stuff exists or not, but like, and I'm, you know, no one's, I'm sure that four and a half hour film wasn't good, but there, there's probably an extra maybe 20 yeah. minutes or so that could actually There's probably a couple story. of different movies within that, More, that yeah. four hours. And you wonder though, like, sorry, before you go into that, Connor, like, um, how the did they let him film a four and a half hour film? Do you know what I mean? Like at some point, someone's got to go. Like this is gonna. I know first cuts are always long, well, but like, but like Michael with... Michael Bay shot what was it? It was like six or seven hours for that the the last Jack Rayner uh, Transformers. It was like a six or seven hour film, and that's why poor Jack yeah, Rayner is not in actually, half of it because they had to yeah. they had to cut out like a lot of it. Sure, even I remember hearing like um, 
in that book, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. Mm. It's a great book. Um, great book. The first cut of Easy Rider was something like six, three hours or six hours long, something like that. They were off their nuts. <laughs> that scene in the cemetery like, is actually, Hopper they're on like, drugs. It has, to be, it has to be this. And they brought in another editor to cut it down to like two hours or something. And he famously said, they turned my movie into a fucking sitcom. You know, um, but it's sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes maybe not so much. Sometimes it just gets hacked apart and things but don't yeah, make sense. Like, no, but you like, know? you know, it has to be reasonable. Like, obviously, that's a ridiculously yeah. long time. And I'm sure mm. it's not a good film. But it's just, yeah, it, like you were saying, you can kind of see when you're watching Wolf, and mm. especially if you've seen it a couple of times, there are just kind of leaps between bits. Yeah. And you'd just be curious to know what was that or could that be just a little bit kind of yeah. smooth. Sometimes it sticks better. out like a sore thumb. Sometimes you don't notice it as much. Yeah. But like, even from just looking at IMDb, I remember seeing... Um, uh, for Wolfen, it had like three director titles, and two of them it said were uncredited. I think. Okay. And yeah, then, no, he kept the director's credit on it. Like, yeah, uh, and then it had like seven uh, writer credits. And on films, on IMDb, or even at the start of a film, when you start seeing story by, screenplay by, additional screenplay by, you start seeing all these credits. It's usually a red flag. Yeah, yeah like exactly. you know, uh, you, there's, something went on there. Who knows what it was? Maybe it was it was called for, but maybe there was. He uh, may have been useless. I don't know. But like the, yeah. the film, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Actually, just mm. to, sorry, on the Ginger Snaps thing. Before we move on, what I thought was interesting about that is different director for each of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah you know, because yeah. like, you kind of thought, especially the first two, it seems odd to me that he didn't stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With it. Um, and the directors of each of them didn't really do much no, else. No, the main guy did he, he, the TV show Orphan Black. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, oh, okay. He created that and, and directs a good chunk of it. But yeah, no, they went on to virtually yeah. nothing. Which and is actually, heartbreaking because like they're the kind of guys I feel I'd like to see more movies yeah. from. Yeah, oh, I mean, so. especially the first two. Yeah, anyway, yeah well, Ginger Snaps is great, yeah. So what else did we watch? Ali Horror. <laughs> Dog soldiers. Hang on, hang on. Hold on. So, um, obviously, I already talked about this movie uh, in my top seven. What movie? Okay, top five. Dog soldiers. Dog soldiers. And who directed that? Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall. Anyone around the table heard of a Neil Marshall film? Two thousand and two. Two thousand and two. Two thousand two. Ali, tell us about Dog Soldiers. Okay, so it is uh, not only one of the greatest horror movies of all time, in my personal opinion, it is the best werewolf movie because it is batshit fucking scary, um, and it's just got great atmosphere. It's set in Scotland, not England. Uh, it's got Liam Cunningham, it's got Sean Perthwee, it's got uh, Kevin McKidd. It's, I, I, I still don't know who plays Spoon, but I love Spoon, the character <laughs> of Spoon. Um, freaking amazing. So basically it's about um, this uh, like like t- army SWAT team, I guess, who go up into the Scottish Hills. Special. They're special. on a training. They're on training, yeah. So they go up into the Scottish Hills to do some training. Um, um, they basically get involved in Liam Cunningham's um, experiment, which special basically... Ops. Yeah, he they're out to 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 check up on the the werewolf population that they're basically, you know, mm-hmm. have created in the Scottish Hills. And um they just get uh, it's set in a house, they're stuck in a house and it's all about trying to escape, uh, get like kill all these werewolves and it's just it's freaking it's so simple and it's so freaking amazing. There's the the scene at the start where they're all running away from what they at this point we don't we just see you know, long hands, like these like yeah, silhouettes. Like they're mm-hmm. just amazing. Um and your man runs into a into a Despite the, the branch, the branch, which is a freaking fantastic. The death. sausages. Oh, oh my god, god. my <laughs> favorite. That was in. Was it? It was in your. It was in from the dark. 
I think what? there was something to do with sausages. And when I read that line, I was like, duck soldiers! <laughs> so basically, it's the guy who runs it, like he, he, he impales himself and rips himself wide open. No, 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 but that, that's, no, yeah, no, 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 it's, it's Sean Pertwee, the Sarge. Um, yeah. So you literally, again, you don't see the werewolf yet. You just see that long arm and it just comes and it swipes his stomach right open. Yeah. And and his guts fall out and it's it's it's... Like I mean, it is. You can see that it's a it's, it's a pack that they have stuck on. But I, I don't care. I literally I think the don't care. Good it's fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. And then um, he doesn't say the the sausages then. Until but they, the guy's trying to put it back sausages, in. They don't yeah. Anybody? Anybody for sausages? He's trying and to put it back in. He's like, oh, it's not gonna fit. It's like, of course they're gonna fit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because he's he's super drunk up on the bed. Like he's he's drinking oh, out. Yeah. He's drinking the a bottle of whiskey. The dog as well is pulling yeah. at the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pulls He's pulling at the at the bandages, and he gets stuck back together with super glue. And um, oh, it's and they 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 need to do some like Sean Pertwee. He's in the bed, and he's they they they're worried. Um, they need to like stitch him up. But yeah. He's awake. They have to knock him out. So his, his punch his, me his again. Col- his colleague punches him, <laughs> and he falls like that. And then he just hops back up and he goes, "You call that a punch, you pussy!" And, he hits, him and he just hits him. It's it's fantastic. Like the acting in it is just fantastic. I, I'm I'm really sorry. I don't remember the name of the female actress. Um, She's great in it. Though she as well. is yeah. phenomenal. Again, like I said in the in the first podcast, that line. It's just that time of the month. <laughs> Perfect transition, and yeah. you don't actually ever get to see one of the werewolves do a full on well you kind of do with with um, Liam Cunningham it's more in the eyes yeah I'm glad it's, though the tra- yeah, they skip yeah, the transformation yeah. but you don't need to see it yeah. and and as well when you do see the werewolves again it's mostly silhouettes apart from maybe the, so the it's coming through the window you get a pretty good look it kind of reminds yeah, great but, but it reminded me of his aliens in that yes. sense yeah. of the way the werewolves were portrayed as this pack coming in yeah. 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 seeing flashes off them that's out. true though yeah. Yeah. you yeah. never really get to see werewolves working as a pack in no. else, do you and no. that is like it's the wolf thing but yeah, it's weird because like when I talk about the quick cuts is how you see it for most of the earlier on thing, that sounds like the kind of more modern Hollywood thing where it's just, we don't even know what we're seeing mm-hmm. and it's really irritating. This is properly controlled quick yeah. cuts where yeah. you do see yeah. enough exactly. to but see exactly. the shape of it. Like It's not it's not cheap. Uh, they're trying to pull the wall over your eyes like in other movies. Yeah. It's like, Slowly it adds to the revealing. effect. Yeah. 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 And, but I, I as well, they look amazing. they are so the best animatronic heads with body suits with stilts. And I just oh, wow. think the that best nailed it. Wait, like, animatronic heads. Yeah. So what? you have the mouth and eyes and stuff moving. Yeah. yeah. Then body suits, which were just kind of skin mm-hmm. tight for the mm-hmm. rest of you know, with mm-hmm. a bit of hair in it. And okay. then they had stilts for their feet to make them so obnoxiously tall. Yeah. And is there a person in that? Yeah. yeah oh, right, a person okay, yeah. So that's why ah. they have a, a real yeah. movement to them. Okay. But yeah. I think the problem you have in a normal werewolf film is where it's why they use the stilts in this one is the people end up looking too chunky. Yeah. yeah. But when you bring in the stilts, you elongate them. Mm-hmm. And so it actually, it makes mm. them look proportionate. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. where the really tight body suits, as opposed to kind of muscular suits. Yeah. Kind of really work in it. Cause cool. I think they were kind of like dancers or acrobats or so. it was okay. something who are there. It, who they cast. Yeah. Dog soldiers. Um, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Cause I saw that film at, I think probably it's first, one of its first screenings. It was either at dead by dawn or fright fest. I can't mm. remember which, mm. But I just remember the audience reaction was just like, is there a bit where the guy goes, they think it's all over, it is now. And yeah. he kicks the head out of the window. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and just the audience just erupted, like, you know, but there was just that buzz after it that you'd just seen something amazing. Because it's like, like a de- Neil Marsh's de- debut feature, like, and yeah, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. the raw energy of it. Because quite often when we watch an independent film or one, say, from Ireland or England or anything, you kind of almost go in with a certain kind of like, you know, we'll forgive it for some of the things because you can't expect it to be up there with kind of bigger budget films or American films. Like, Dog Soldiers just 
it opens and it just keeps going as if it's not even interested in trying to impress you. It's just it's we're not. here. It's just yeah, yeah. this could like it. There's no sign of the budget being a problem to no. me anyway. Um, it's like it naturally exists in the yeah. world. This movie just has it always came out it, fully formed. It's it, exactly it's it is perfect. Um, I love the music as well. Yes. Like yeah, um, like I mean, I I thought like you know when it started off, it had this real kind of like. Uh, almost like a documentary kind of feel to it with like, the couple up in the with the couple and then even when the lads are first like you know uh, um, but their banter is great remind me of it is yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. I, thought, I thought it even looked like one of those um, like real kind of you know that when you see that footage of like army uh, people like um, camaraderie like yeah but like like in a commercial or something like that and they're like join the British forces <laughs> oh yeah you know, oh, it, yeah. it kind of reminded you of that type of footage but then when all the action kicked off and it was still very kind of handheld like a lot of that kind of fast moving but then when they uh, first escape from the woods and it's kind of going into second act and they're escaping with that girl um, the music kicks in and it's really cinematic. Like, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it kind of changes tone a little bit from the documentary and style to the more cinematic. What what was great as well is is, is the twist. I mean, that's yeah. it's it's like a, a perfect M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Still can't pronounce twist. that man's name. But it's it's, it's a perfect twist. Mm. You d- I like the twist. first the first time I saw this movie, like I actually um I saw it the first time I saw it was on the way home from Australia on the plane. So that's what a twenty four hour flight and I watched <laughs> it seven or eight times in a row. <laughs> Mind blown. Like, oh my god. And um the twist, I never saw the twist coming, and the more times I watched it again and again and again, I was like, perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, did I? Re- you should have watched it if you haven't watched it. Is that where it turns out Michael Jackson is the werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> no, where, where she's a werewolf the whole time. Yeah, they, they um. kind of, what I like about it, uh, now I didn't watch it again for this podcast, so forgive me if I'm slightly wrong on it, but what I kind of like about it is that it is one of those films from more watching because there's the whole, it does become clear towards the end, isn't it, that the, the wolves attacking her, the family that own the house. Um, she's that's what the imp- implication is meant to be is that yeah, the worlds are attacking her no but like, oh, the, because there's someone the photo says, on the fireplace uh-huh. uh, of the people and that, that's them like, that's, that's, that's her family yeah, that's her one, pack but yeah. at one stage someone says these wolves are pissed off we've come in here we've eaten their porridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're coming to get us and it's like oh shit that's the bits that make that like it's it's the fact that when they get into the house, the first thing to do is like we'll get a brew on, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the show, like. Desert, but it's not because it, it, instead of it even because it's a funny moment, but it's still a very real moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just that's what I love about all those stages when they go into the house. Yeah, it feels like how people would properly behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, defend yeah. the thing. Like and when your man goes out to uh, cross cause a distraction, he's like, "Come on, have a go." If you think you're like it sounds like it could be that could be a real cheesy yeah, crappy yeah, yeah. kind of thing it feels real no, yeah. it feels totally real mm-hmm. um, and it just it breaks my heart that we don't see more Neil Marshall films yeah, yeah. What else, yeah. What else did he do? Did which oh, I in his follow up and you're like holy god uh, I loved The Scent he did obviously Doomsday which I have quite Doomsday. a fondness for like it's it's bizarre it's about four different films in one but there's there's good it's like actually. Escape from New York with 28 Days Later with Resident Evil followed by a wrap up from Mad Max he I'm was there. supposed <laughs> to do a film uh, he was signed on to do a film a Dracula film but just set on the boat oh, oh cool wow. the you Dementor know, yeah yeah amazing. and it was supposed to be an amazing script but it fell true and he because uh, I was chatting to him briefly once and <gasps> he was saying the big Fun. problem is that you can't get the budgets anymore yeah, that's he's, he's given up on it you so, know like, he does like, Game of Thrones and stuff now yeah so like TV is where you no can wonder actually, I love Game of Thrones yeah you know. but it is he, he did one uh, which I thought was quite good actually the Roman one 
uh, where they're trying to get back. Is it like the Iron Eagle or something? That sounds much more World Is War II-ish. it a film, sorry? Yeah, no, it was a film. It was around the time that the Centurion came out as well, but it was set in England. Uh, it was, it's a good film. I'm pretty oh, sure. I'm Iron Eagle? Something, it's, it's something like... That's a film about... Airplanes. No. There's something about I remember when it came out. Yeah, next it's region. a Rome like it's their kind of uh shield that they have or something yeah. that represents their arm and it's st- it's stolen needs to go and get it. But it's worth watching. But it's was just that him? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. Right. It was the last one. But yeah, we just nothing more since then. And like not it's nothing against TV and I completely understand from his point of view, but when you see mm-hmm. those films you just go. Well, no, and you know, people even like The Descent for me is actually one of the best made films. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love The Descent. And, like, I think it's fantastic. People kind of go, oh yeah, but like, you know, these things work. When you see The Descent too, you realize the difference it makes having a brilliant director like Neil Marshall, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, because it's not even just the creatures, it's not just the setting, it's not just good actors, like, it's just someone who can handle that material, Yeah, you know? Yeah, um, but Dog Soldiers, again, more yeah. fangirling over that movie because it's... <laughs> just oh. one of the greatest ever um you know that scene uh, at the end um it's it's like that um oh i'm after forgetting what's the name of the movie with the eye and the razor dog soldiers oh zombie flesh eater no, oh no, no oh the salvador dali um and they did yeah and they did that it was a dog soldiers <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your joke just <laughs> dawned on me. What joke? <laughs> Dog soldiers? Oh, no, but that that, soldiers, that, yeah. that that um kind of homage at the end, but with the the sword in the, the teeth. Sword in the teeth and the sound is one bit I'm not okay with. And uh, <laughs> that's sound, it's like perfect. The things, it's yeah, perfect. Now it's just uh, horrendous though. Oh, it is so good. And you know what? Normally I hate cheap Matrix jokes, but there is no spoon works fantastic. <laughs> spoon? Yeah, but then there's there is no spoon. It was the whole. Oh, Matrix there is no spoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, wait, where's spoon? There is no spoon. Is that they, they, they the, is, is it spoon that they pick the watch out of the guts? <laughs> it could be. I can't and, quite remember. Oh my god, it's just it's it's phenomenal. But I, it, like it's a, in the the bursts of because it's weird because it's actiony as well as horror. Like yeah. it but is. the bursts of firepower when the wolves are attacking everything. Like the intensity of that is just wonderful. Yeah, because it. it it does remind me of aliens like with the pulse rifles going off and the aliens just coming in in their hordes and stuff like that. It's just considering there is only like, four or five wolves, it feels like that's a really sustainable threat. You know, like yeah. it doesn't yeah. feel like, oh, well, we just going to kill well, them one at a time. Well, usually it's only like, one werewolf, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. And this, in this, you've got like a whole like army team. It's like, a pack and I like they dumped the silver together. kind of thing and everything like that. You know, like well, they no, are they animals. didn't because that's how, that's uh, at the end in the, in, uh, in the basement, they mm-hmm. have that to kill uh, well, not kill, but stab Liam Cunningham. It is like a silver sword. So they didn't manage to kill any of the other ones. Well, they blew them up. They blew them up. Yeah, without silver. With, with Sa- Sean. Well, they still. I'm stumbling now. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sean, uh, but no, they still silver is still present in it okay. because if, if you go into the closet and they, they they there's like a sword in the closet, yes. like a silver dagger. Yeah, so I the sword, you're like okay. So so there, <laughs> so there is silver involved in it because yeah, that's their house. That's a silly thing to keep there. <laughs> it's like Dracula with that's a, a room point, full of garlic. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't find faults in the movie. Don't find plot holes. Um, but when Sean Perthwee blows up the house, um. Again, that's fantastic. I love Sean Perthwee. I love crazy. Sean Perthwee. He's so great. And it, that's, ah. why, that's why it's so good when he gets his guts ripped out at the start because up until that point, he's just been so in charge. Yeah. He's a sergeant. You know, and, yeah. yeah, he's the sergeant in charge. And yeah. um, he tells that great story about... Yeah, like, we haven't talking, talked about the having cow. A pick, having a pick, yeah. But having to pick up his, his, his mate in a garbage bag and all that stuff. Yeah, and finding the piece of flesh with the tattoo. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, it's just at the end of that story and then the cow just falls in the middle of the thing. I and jumped yeah. like a motherfucker. <laughs> and your man jumps up and starts blasting it with his machine <laughs> and shooting blanks at it. Like. But it just, you know, because like... 
I complain about jump scares a lot and things, but like that's a perfectly fine one. You know, like a jump it's scare like when it's done right is great. Yeah. When yeah. you've no totally. expectation of it and it's not yeah, yeah. just it's not you know. it's not being overdone. It yeah. it makes sense that that could happen. Yeah. Like a lot of the time jump scares uh, Insidious Three is a that's yeah, it's, it's that, the worst that was for the one it. I think yeah. of all the time for just It's anger. where it's where it misdirects you basically to go oh, something's going to jump out of this corner, something's going to jump out of this corner, and then it jumps out of an the impossible ceiling. corner. Yes. The ceiling That's where the problem. The hand comes from, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, above, yeah, and you're yeah. like, that's yeah. just... It, there's nothing there. There's yeah. A, yeah. So but not before powering down the computer and closing <laughs> the door and walking Those damn over ghosts, I swear to God. <laughs> power saving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut yeah. down. It's really easy. It's an old guy, isn't it? Maybe he's just like, you know, turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so so is is Dog Soldiers... Okay, I think, Connor, you're going to say American Werewolf. For my top one? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go American Werewolf in London. Ali? Well, Dog Soldiers, because it's one of my favorite films of all top time. Seven. Well, top seven. Top seven. The top three. It's like, for me, American Werewolf, uh, Dog Soldiers, Ginger Snaps. Me too. Okay. Oh, uh, mine, mine is Dog Soldiers, uh, Chris of the Werewolf, and then probably American Werewolf in London. Cool. Yeah, I think I would... <sighs> God, I, I forgot Wolfen though. Wolfen <laughs> has to be, but I now you want a top four, don't no, you? Now I want a top five. <laughs> I probably top seven, man. Top, top seven's where it's at. I do think you have to give American Werewolf in London the top spot. Like I love Wolfen. Uh, it's a really interesting film, but I it, yeah. there, there is issues in there. Yeah, like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I go American Werewolf, then Wolfen, and then uh, possibly Ginger Snaps over Dog Soldiers. But I prefer Dog Soldiers as a film, mm. if that makes sense. Like as as a werewolf film and as what it mm-hmm. contributes to the werewolf thing. I think Ginger Snaps is the the smarter one that way. But just Dog Soldiers is just an awesome. Film. It's just Dog damn fun. Yeah, like me, it's American Werewolf in London, Dog Soldiers, Ginger Snaps, um, same as. Um, Connor, but if I could fit the beast must die in there somewhere, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like my three point five. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, like, are, have we talked about all of our films? Yeah, I think yeah. enough of them. Yeah. I, I, I talked about dog soldiers. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we skimmed over Wolf with Jack Nicholson and those yeah. yeah. Owl, but I, I, you know, uh, Wolf what, is a great movie. Right. Let's just say that. Yeah, the director, of the Graduate. Mike yeah. Oh, Mike Nichols. Yeah. I love Mike Nichols. Absolutely yeah. brilliant director. Yeah. Um, speaking of directors, um, one of our listeners uh, sent me an email during the week and um, asked me uh, about werewolf movies. And he was saying, what directors uh, would we like to see making uh, or make a werewolf movie? Because, you know, like, I mean, people Ooh. don't get it right all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, did Wes Craven ever do a werewolf movie? Yeah, Curse. Curse. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, for a moment there, you were imagining the great <laughs> werewolf <laughs> film that he would make. Out of respect for Mr. Craven. Um, Curse is, yeah. a, it's, a, it's okay. It's not no. great. It's not. But like, like, in fairness, it's I think not great at all, everyone but it's on okay. it admits it. Like, because they shot that film nearly three or four times. Like they reshot. Oh, really? Of, oh, yeah. They went oh, back wow. a number of times and shot like 60 or 70% over and over again. Kevin Williamson does an interesting piece on it. Like, I think one of the writer podcasts he did where he says, like, literally, they just totally rewrote it a ton to- of times. Mm. Right. And then, like, you know, had to try and make sense of the bits of footage they were keeping and everything. Like, it's uh, just, bald. I don't like Christina Ricci, I think, perfect for a world yeah. film. Yeah. Incredible yeah. look, yeah. right, kind yeah. of, you know. Love Ricci. But, uh... That's got Joshua Jackson. What, what yeah. about, um... Uh, is Jesse Eisenberg in that as well? In Cursed? I can't. I don't recall. I, was I it thought he was. Man so. from Dawson's Creek? I don't know. What about Sam Raimi? Has Sam Raimi done a werewolf movie? Um, no. I'd say there'd be a good one there, right? I, I mean, don't I'd love to see know. Sam Raimi go back and do horror or yeah. Peter Jackson yeah. or yeah. those guys. Yeah. Like Peter, Peter Jackson, Jackson, I think, go for no. Sam Raimi yeah. for me. I'd like to see him do a, yeah. a werewolf. I don't film. know if Sam Raimi would particularly pull off a werewolf. Okay. Um, I would love... I agree, I, I I'd pull off a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to not let that one go. <laughs> 
I <laughs> Sorry, Ali. Interrupted my role. Um I've, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, it's it's like yeah, it's a tricky one. Like I think any great director could do a, a, a good werewolf film. Like I had an idea I wanted to develop before. I'm not even going to talk about it here because I still think it'd make a great idea. But th- what I ran into the trouble with is where if you get an interesting kind of backstory, mm. which was what I had, it's again, it's what is your in? It's it's are you going to do the story of someone gets bitten and that transformation? Like how do you how do you bring your audience into that world? Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah. not just something that's been done over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, and I, I, I think whatever werewolf films that come out, that's what they're going to have to figure out. Because like even in Ginger Snaps, it was the dynamic of the two girls really mm. as much as anything. Yeah. The werewolf is, is part of that story. But yeah, you need to have a, a, a interesting enough story for that to happen around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and the yeah. problem with then if you've got an interesting kind of mythos or, or backstory, do you end up like something like Wolfen where it only gets like kind of mentioned for two or three minutes in the film or do you do kind of a one step back in the time when that stuff happened yeah, you know the way yeah, even yeah. like vampire films and everything like uh, the Dracula ones they sort of struggle with like flashbacks to things before and everything because most of the interesting stuff is back then Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. as yeah. opposed to nowadays Yeah, you know what I mean uh, I, don't, I don't know I think that's that will be the problem for it and again it's mm-hmm. you're going to have to go back to practical I think Ridley yeah. Scott would do yeah. a great werewolf movie maybe well, everything he does looks great exactly so that's why that's why I said it he makes everything look fucking well it's kind of like if whatever film you mentioned you just mentioned that all the top directors I'd love to see James Cameron do one you know it'd be oh, great Jesus. Spielberg I'd love, I'd love <laughs> yeah. Ed- Spielberg werewolves. werewolves Edgar Wright I'd love to see Edgar Wright do yeah. werewolves yeah. I'd say he'd pull it off you know I suppose it is that I mean he's interesting because it is th- a lot of the werewolf films it is being able to draw that fine line between the comedy and horror yeah. often it is yeah. because yeah. there's something I do think, and it's probably the reason there's a lot more vampire films, yeah. because I think inherently there's something slightly funny about a hairy guy jumping around. <laughs> you, the place. You're right. It's hard, and if you yeah. do too po faced, it can become ridiculous. I think that's yeah. probably a wolf suffered a little or bit. Or Wolfman, from, uh, even. exactly. Even, yeah, even the yeah. remake of Wolfman, yeah. where they try to make this kind of, like you were saying, this Dracula kind of sexy operatic. Christopher kind of Nolan. On that's yeah, who yeah. I and it do. doesn't <laughs> work when. Oh. Like, yes. Yeah. It's the same with those scenes at the end of Wolf where they're springing around the See, place. That's probably <laughs> yeah. and, and but with all sincerity, like what because they, they really I get what they were going for with that, yeah. and I actually like it. And I like because personally, I like the more kind of straight approach. But you're watching yeah. it, and that's where it goes wrong. Yeah, because yeah. that final fight scene is meant to be really exciting and yeah. aggressive, and it's just it's ridiculous because yeah. they kind of do the leaps. They, yeah, you know, yeah, they're on yeah, blatant yeah. wires, like they're sort yeah, of floating yeah, over yeah. the air, and it just. Yeah. Yeah, they would have been better off they've just ripped the shit into each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As, exactly. as men, you know, yeah. just standing there, like, hitting each other. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you probably do need a comedy. Maybe Edgar Wright would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, I do, like I said earlier on, I, I, I do think it's nice when you see a werewolf movie that doesn't necessarily rely so heavily. I, yeah, I, I mean, but Dog that. Soldiers, okay, yes, I know. I love it. It's funny. But again, yes. the comedy is separate. Like, the, the wolves are scary. They're, they're never funny. And the, and the comedy is. is there to kind of... Uh, it give alleviates you, the tension. You, but yeah, to, le- to relieve the tension, mm-hmm. exactly, because it is so tense and it's it is so claustrophobic. Tense. It's cabin fever in that like one little house. And then every now and again, there's some sort of smart kind of comment on mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. kind of going on. And then there's Spoon. Yeah. And then there's Spoon. I love Everyone spoon. Spoons. <laughs> and on that bombshell, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, a full moon tonight, is it? It is. It's, it's actually the wolf. Well, unfortunately, because right. people probably listen to this in two weeks. So yes. well, no. as, as during the <laughs> we time are of now recording all this, yeah. it's the first. Ali has a little bit of hair on the back of her hands. Anyone <laughs> say anything? <laughs> that's, normal. that's normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> has anyone got any wolf pain? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, that was great. I, I just love talking about dog soldiers, really. Yeah, so hopefully by the time this... <laughs> so next uh, week, Neil Marshall films. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we will have our brand new pa- Facebook page set up yep. where we're going to be sharing all of our uh, future podcasts and our previous podcasts so you can uh, catch up on the ones uh, that we've done before. And um, anything else? If you haven't, as I, off topic, but just the other day I rewatched The Fog. And if you haven't watched The Fog in a while, the like Fox everyone loves The Fog, but if you haven't seen it in a while, rewatch it and just remember how brilliant it is. Like for me, it's just incredible. Um, it's so a great movie. Have you guys seen the TV show The Director's Chair, Robert Rodriguez? No. No. Great TV show. Everyone who wants to make films should watch it. It should be shown in film skills. It's really good. Where did we see it? Because it's. Um, it's on the El Rey network, so it's on oh, his, okay, uh, yeah, his network, channel, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can see it online. Um, but, uh, you know, cause a lot of the times when you see directors being interviewed, it's, it's real kind of, you know, soft questions like, and what was it? What were the cast like? And what was yeah, the thing like? These are actual, like how did you pull off that thing in that movie? But John Carpenter was talking and it brings them through everyone's uh, filmography and it makes you go, oh my God, they ha- they did this film, they did it's that scary film. scary when you kind of list it's them all off. You're like, really, wow. Yeah, it's really impressive. But I think the first episode was, is with John Carpenter. And he talks to him about the fog, and he said the first like kind of uh, uh, iteration of the fog, it was this real kind of like harsh, like uh, uh, like almost kind of a brutal kind of take on it. And then when he realized he was t- trying to tell a ghost story, um, that he kind of pulled things back a lot and went a lot more elegant with it, like you know, and it's a lot slow, slower, and it's the a music, classic ghost story, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so even actually, it was funny, sorry, on that because like he also I was listening to a bit of the commentary, and like what I love hearing from these kind of directors is that sort of truth and honesty. Because when they finished the film, the scares just weren't working at all. And like this mm-hmm. guy who'd already yeah. made like Assault and Precinct 13 and Halloween, like this guy knows his stuff, but they were able to look at the end and say this didn't work, and they just went back and they reshot these bits and put them yeah. in like they that. Slowed that's, it down. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a natural part of the process yeah. as opposed to a failing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, and I just yeah, love yeah. that a director can actually just kind of say that. Yeah, you know, like don't be afraid to do that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Cool. Check it out. All right. So this has been Ali Har, and I'm going to make these stick guys. I, I invented names for for for. Basically, us. Ali's bullying people by giving them names they don't want. They're fantastic. And Ali's is the only one that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, but shut up. I, 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 I like dirty alleyway. I thought that was really good. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> this is Connor McMahon signing off. <laughs> signing off. <laughs> With a lot of dough When I find her We're gonna swing Up to the preacher With a wedding ring Tell me where she is Cause I don't know So easy, meeny, miny, mo I've been looking all over town But so far she ain't been around Someday I'll meet her And then I'll say Shoot, bitty, bitty, bitty We're on our way Hurry up now and follow me, but don't forget to bring your dough, baby.